Three, two. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Who wants to have some fun? I'm all about having fun. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, boy, is this great. Hey, guys. Oh, big golfs, huh? All right. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our expiles. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Please have a party. Feed us drinks. Get us laid. Wait a minute. There's no birthday party for me here. Hey, bro. You mind putting on some pants and find a little weird to have to ask twice? Do you want to know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? Are those sad tissues or happy tissues? like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamine. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun though, isn't it? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? No sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. Cowboy. The Mike Rutherford Show. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'ma head out west Where real women come equipped with scripts And find a nest in the hills, chill like Flint Buy an old drop top, find a spot to pit Then I'ma kid all right. up and down your block It is Thursday, April 13th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you as always from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what U of L College of Business can do for you. We're on the air today from three. Look at us, three o'clock until six. Fingers crossed. Here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey. Happy Thursday to everybody listening. Weather beautiful once again. It is officially spring here in the most beautiful city of the world. TK's rocking his New Jersey Devils t-shirt. We have to talk about this. Uh, we are we are trending towards, it is looking like we are going to get an avalanche Kraken first round series in the NHL playoffs. Oh, it's no. It's going to be a, a big X rivalry. Oh, no. You've sort of adopted the Kraken. I have. Oh, been, and only in year three, the Kraken are in the playoffs? They've been streaky all, all year long. Yeah. They are very hot right now. One of the hottest teams in the NHL. And it's looking like they uh, we may be trending we may be looking at a uh, Avalanche reigning Stanley Cup champions, Kraken, up and comers, TK's favorite first round matchup here. I mean, what do you? I mean, the Blue Jays are going to take Votto from your Reds. Yeah. At some point, we know it's inevitable. It's either Blue Jays have won seven out of eight. Blue the Kraken, the Kraken are going to are going to eliminate the Avalanche. It's either going to be Avs Kraken or Avs Wild, and I feel like the Avs play the Wild every single year in the playoffs at some point, using the first round. Uh, even back when like the Wild was, we, we played the the Preds and the Wild every single year in the playoffs. I'm not gonna play the Preds this year, uh, but the Wild. I, I'm just banking I hate on it the being the Wild. I'm just banking on it being the Wild. I I just I don't know. It's because it's like, I don't know. The, it should be the North Stars. It's the North Stars. Yeah. The Wild just sounds stupid. Yeah, it, 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 it sounds generic. It sounds I just I don't know. I don't mean, I know they love their hockey in Minnesota and Minnesota. It's yeah. Don't be the wild. Just t- take the North Star name and make make Dallas be the wild. Yeah, I could not agree more. But it just, it just doesn't feel right. You think you're over there like wild, the wild. I'm like ugh. I don't. You're gonna be nauseous. I, it sounds like they're in like a, in, 
it sounds like they should be the up and coming franchise that doesn't deserve an NHL team. If you have a name like the Wild, yeah, let's just lose them again. I feel like they're in like it's like the Miami Wild or something. Like, That's the name you give to Atlanta when you take their third franchise away from them. Exactly, could not agree more. Their city, by the way, has had more teams taken from them any sport. No, deservedly so. <laughs> no one wants hockey in Atlanta. Okay, how many times do you keep putting it here? And in fact, they burnt down the arena on one of them. No. We locked down home ice. I know that because we, we. I watched the game against the the Oilers that was on a couple of nights ago on ESPN, and we needed a point to lock down home ice, but we lost in overtime. Uh, Edmonton's b- battling for a division championship in, in, in their league, in, in their division. Um, so we would have liked to have had that that game, but we're we're definitely going to be a top four seed, probably going to be a top two seed. Uh, but it could be could be the Wild, could be the Kraken. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, I also. First of all, I've got a special treat for you today. Treat for me? Special treat. Not just getting on the air at 3 o'clock? Not just getting... Well, that's that's a special Not treat for me. Not talking cracking at the beginning of the segment? That's a treat for me. <laughs> getting on the air at 3 o'clock without any, any sort of issues. But we are going today to have Sean Moth on the show. Oh! While you're here. While you're here. How Is about he coming that? in studio? He's not coming in studio. Oh. Sean's got... He's got a he's got a job now. He's... He, that. that Besides the baseball, so he's distract. He has to act, do actual work. He can't just come in here and, and being our friend and hang out with us and be our friend from three to six every yeah. day. But uh, I texted him late today because there's baseball stuff to talk about. I, I want to get his thought. We had him on last week when you were gone, and it was kind of a it was a setup to this is the start of a very crucial stretch for this Louisville baseball team, which has been a little bit more up and down in recent weeks than we would have liked. But they've got BC coming to town, who's a top ten team. They've got. We thought they're going to play the rivalry game against UK uh, on Tuesday, and then now another top ten series this weekend against Wake Forest. So I want to get his thoughts on how the team was able to sweep last weekend, um, the scene last night with the U of L and Bellarmine playing kind of an impromptu game that was more about the shooting and about the city of Louisville in general than it was about the actual baseball. But the Cards do take care of business last night, fourteen to one. Uh, they rolled the Knights. It was a, a total team effort. They looked good. So I want to get Sean's thoughts on all that. So I think we're going to try to set that up for the, the second hour. I just but, want to ask if he's ever seen Shallow Hal. Uh, Sean is not going to be on your side with Shallow Hal argument. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> no, Sean's got a sense of humor. He does, which is why he doesn't like Shallow Hal. <laughs> no, he he knows good comedy. He's watched Colorado State for years. So we're going to have uh, we'll have Sean on at some point today. We've got lots of basketball nuggets to get to yet again. Mackenzie Mbako Radio continues to take over the Big X this week. Uh, we've got updated thoughts on him. We've got some transfer portal news to get to, mm-hmm. some women's basketball notes to get to. Uh, we have another uh, official UofL basketball player for next season being announced today. But before we get into any of that good stuff and hear from you on the Thornton Sex line, Trevor Kelsey, in your Devils t-shirt, how are you on this, uh, this fine Thursday afternoon? How was your night? Not bad. Did a little bats game last night. Bats got beat, lost six in a row. Bats. Yeah, bats. Are this struggling. supposed to be the year we, we need. To, when we get Ellie De La Cruz healthy, when we get uh, well, Strand healthy, like we're we're gonna be fine. Here's the thing: they've got like two consistent Reds in their lineup, and they've lost six in a row. I'm, I'm aware. They've got Votto and uh, uh, what's it, Nick, Nick Senzel. Senzel? Yeah, who they both are playing well. I guess you could say. I mean, Senzel drilled a, a giant home run the day before last, and I think Votto had a few hits last night, but. Yeah, it's just uh, they're 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 struggling a little bit. They lost the road, so I did that, and then uh, didn't watch any movies last night. Sorry to disappoint you. Got home, you know, ate some dinner, watched uh, and wa- wa- a little late dinner because I had my Cracker Barrel, you know, during the Bats game. But then I uh, watched just watched some AEW, and then uh, kind of just flipped through the channels before I fell asleep. Okay, was it kind of early last night? Like four a.m. One thirty. Wow, that is early for it you. It is early. That's yeah. like when I go to sleep. Wow, you were still up. 
I mean, I'm always up till about one usually, which used to be, I used to be like you. I used to be like, I'd sleep till like three. I just didn't sleep. And now I kind of have to, but. Um, oh, I get my sleep. I just do it during the day. I don't. Uh, I need to. Make Renfro. Renfro? <laughs> the vampires? The, the well, it's Renfield. Oh, Ren- Renfro was the outfielder for the Padres, wasn't he? I think about Hunter Renfro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, okay. What? <laughs> derailed there. The Renfro, the Renfro reference just asked me. Yeah, that was close. I thought that was his name. Those around there. Um, also, I mean, if you're going with a vampire, why not just say Dracula? Why? Why going with like the the doofus of vampires? The, 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 I thought the, that was me. The vampire system. Don't I more fall into the Renfro, Renfro, Renfield, Renfield, Renfield uh, category? Probably, but still. I mean, if I'm a vampire, I'm more like like the uh, the the Leslie Nielsen one in the really bad vampire spoof movie. There you go. Um, death becomes no death becomes. There's another movie. I'm willing to talk bats. I, I am not the vampire. I am not willing to talk right now. Reds. I, I can't. I can't do it. What I, they haven't won seven out of eight like the Blue Jays have. They, if they had any sort of bullpen whatsoever, they would have won seven. They would have just swept the Braves. They can't get anybody out outside of the starting pitching. These poor starters. The three young guys are just they're lights out so far. Hunter Green is is tremendous last night. Buck Farmer. Ooh, I started him. I can't even say what I want to say about this Reds bullpen because I I'll, I'll get thrown off the air. I mean, that bad, huh? They suck so bad. We knew they were going to be bad because <laughs> we we invested. It was, they've been bad for like five straight years, and we invest no money in bolstering the bullpen. But it is unbelievable how few guys, like they cannot hang on to any. They blew a lead in every single game in this in this series against the Braves. They should have swept the Braves. They got swept instead. Uh, Buck Farmer. Sucks so much ass. It, it is unbelievable. It is impossible to suck more than Buck Farmer has sucked so far. I mean, this the season. guy had no choice in life. His name's Buck Farmer. Buck Farmer should be a badass. I mean, you know, Buck Farmer is like either a, a horrible relief pitcher or like a secondary porn star. He's got three losses for a team that's played 11 games and he's a relief pitcher. He's 0 he- 3 with a plus 8 ERA. Uh, it's I, Maybe you should get more innings out of your starters. Maybe. The stars are doing all they can. Like, I mean, the other night, Lodolo pitched eight innings, and we still couldn't win the game. Uh, I mean, we're it's early, and we're it's unbelievable how bad this pen is. We're four and seven. We should probably be eight and three right now. Ah, I can't do it. I can't do this for a full year. I've got to check out. I've, I need to disassociate. At least last year, you tapped out within like a week. Because they were two and 21. Yeah. This year, they're going to tease you just this and, entirely. And the sad thing is, like, I didn't tap out. Like, I'm always watching. I'm always following. I'm just like. I give, I give up hope of being good, which I wanted this team to at least keep me entertained, keep me invested, keep me having like some hope wow. until they're doing that until the seventh inning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, give me some hope until like late May, early June. Give me something to do during this few months. Like I'm still gonna, I'm still watching these games because I'm just a masochist, I guess. Uh, like I just, we've got five young everyday stars who are good baseball players. We've got three young pitchers who are tremendous. And we still just there's just no hope because this bullpen is just is so bad. Like they asked Hunter Graham before the game on like the the Reds pregame interview, like you know where do you see yourself in in, in you know eight years? And he was like, I'd love to be an All Star and a Cy Young winner. And then I think it's Sam LeCure doing the interview, and he's like, What about World Series champion? And he goes, The team. <laughs> I was just like, it was just such an honest moment. I, I wanted like, to be here longer than that. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is so, but I, I can't blame him at this point. 
Uh, but we had a we had a solid Wednesday night. I went straight to it was soccer last night for Virginia. And Buck Farmer's a big dude. You might want to be nice what you say about him. Well, he sucks at baseball. I mean, they're all bigger Six, than four, me. Four two fifty. That's a big buck. Maybe if he was a little bit he looks smaller. Like, he looks like a I don't know why I just figure like that's what a buck farmer would look like. Maybe he's if got he was a giant beard. He's maybe if he was smaller, he'd be able to get you out because he I don't think he could right now. So there's there's that. But we had soccer last night. Uh went from Southern Indiana over there. And we did well again. I was a little bit worried because we we finally had a breakthrough a few weeks ago, but we yep. had last week we were off because of spring break. But she was she was she stayed locked in. She was listening. No, no tears, no, no throwing fits. Uh, she did at one point when she noticed me run across to the sidelines and come give me a hug. But that was fine. But she went right back. Uh, I saw her do that, though, in the middle of a kickball game. Run to you right behind home plate. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if she sees me anywhere, she's going to – she doesn't matter. doesn't matter where it is. Uh, but she um, she did she, – she does when, when other kids try to kick the ball away from her. Just She has a tendency to just grab it and pick. So we're still working on not using our hands. But she didn't see me at first because I'm – Mary's not feeling great this week, so she's sitting down. So I'm on John duty, and John is cannot sit still to save his life. And we're at the park, so there are dogs everywhere, and he's big on dogs. So uh, he spots my a boy. He spots a dog like all the way across the park, and he's he's gonna run through the giant green grassy area. He's going past the playground, like he's just beelining for this. So you see me behind all these soccer kids, just like chasing after this 18 month old who's just sprinting with his arm pointed at this dog. And you know, you never know. You know, a lot of the times the the owners are like, you know, he's not he's not great with kids, which is what I have to say to, to kids who try to pet Penny, unfortunately. But so that, you know, you're trying to keep him away, and John doesn't take no for an answer. So he's just he's screaming, he's throwing fits. It's so, like I'm trying to watch soccer as I'm like holding this just shouting one year old who's sprinting at every dog in a you know, mile radius. Uh, it's not not ideal, but from what I saw, Virginia was doing well last night. I was like, you need one of those those kid leashes we've talked about. Maybe. But then he'll just be like, he'll be like Philip from those old Saturday Night Live skits where he's just like restraining himself. Like he's just choking, like flailing everywhere. Well, it's just, well you'll, maybe you'll blend in with the other people with dogs too. He's got to see his dog. He's like, <laughs> but this Can is my kid on the leash, play with your dog on the leash? This is the time of the year, and every parent who has kids around this age can, can I think, relate to this. You're looking for just, you're killing time. You're just, you're trying to get these kids worn out as much as you can. So it's great to have the extra daylight. We go straight from soccer to the playground. We're like, just, you know, this, this is just, this is great. Just let them get it all out of their system. This is, you know, we'll go till nine o'clock if we can, but we're going to let them play as long as they, they can muster it. They come home a little bit tired. That's great. We do bass. We do dinner. Uh, walk Penny. Took John out on another walk. He's just, he's, he's getting all sorts of stimulation. So that was good. But I was at the park yesterday and I got stopped by a couple people. It was such a Louisville moment. I'm sitting there watching my kids, and a guy is running, and he stops, and he's like, hey, he's like, are you Mike? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm River City Rules from Instagram, and I knew exactly who he was. It's like oh. this, this meme account. I was like, I was like, that's all you have to say. I was like, I loved your post the other day on, on this, this, or this, but I was like, this is a very Louisville moment, and I enjoyed it. But it was, we had a good day, a good night, nice way to kill some time, nice way to get the kids worn out. Um, it's, it's what it's all about. It's the name of the game in April, Trev. Well, I feel like my, I've been leading an empty life. Well, you know, you, you all, know, I, all I did was listen to hang out with Nick Kern, listen to the bats, eat some, eat some good food. Your mom thinks the same thing about you when you're like, when you're, <laughs> when you're eating. And Trust doing, me, when I was that age, I wasn't running around nowhere. <laughs> when you're I eating was and the doing one radio, <laughs> she's like, get it all out of your system, Trev. <laughs> Just come I, home and crash. I grew up in the, put me in a, put me in a, uh, in a stroller and leave me here, uh, pace <laughs> of life. Like, I'm just, I don't want, I'm not running anywhere. Roll me there. I want to go the same place as John wants to go, 
But I'm being taken there, not being running there. Yeah, maybe he'll get there. He's. I did used to like to hide when I w- we'd go out to like stores. You know, like the uh, the clothes. You hide in there. I would do I, that too. I did that one time, and I remember my uncle was with me, and he just couldn't find me. He was just losing it. They they went on the intercom and were like, "Is uh like they'll, they'll try to find me?" And I'm yeah. like, I'm just in there, just like laughing. Wasn't laughing too much after he found me, but I, I laughed up until that. <laughs> coming to that, but he, he still tells the tale about how he's amazed that no one didn't call the cops. How he's dragging this young kid out of the, out, Like, I'm screaming. He's just dragging me like, by my ankle out of Target. Like, come on, you little bleep. <laughs> I think I hid there for like an hour or so, he said. Oh, <laughs> he's panicked. <laughs> Raising TK. Hashtag. <laughs> I thought it was the funniest thing. The trials and tribulations. Uh, we've got to... We'll start today with this, and we want to hear from you today. Topics, questions, thoughts, comments, concerns, whatever you got. Hopes, dreams. Hopes, dreams, wishes, doubts, uh, fears, all on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. Thornton's, uh, again, they're hooking you up still with that 89-cent fountain drink. 32 ounces or smaller, under a buck. If you need a nice refreshment on a hot day, Thornton's has you covered. 89 cents. It's 32 ounces. It's enormous. You can get whatever you want. Uh, they've got like the other day. Scoots was in here. He had like a thirty-two ounce vitamin water from the. I mean, they any drink your your mind can wrap its mind around, <laughs> not phrased correctly, is at Thornton's, and you can get it now for under a buck. Can you imagine doing like a suicide mix of all the pops they have available at Thornton's? You can do that if you want to. That'd be insane, though. Tell him Trevor Kelsey said it was okay. Do you? Is, are you allowed to put diet in a suicide? I, there are no rules about suicides. It's whatever you want. There's some rules. It's everything. <laughs> everything. I always thought suicide was like you couldn't skip. It was just like everything was. You I was like you just didn't. You didn't. It was just regulars. You didn't use diet. Oh yeah, you had to get a little bit of everything. It could be. I guess you could do both. Mix it all in there. A diet suicide. I mean, just everything. <laughs> everything on the on tap. Any diet feels like a suicide to me. Make it happen. But we'll start here today with this U of L. Yesterday, we found out Sky Clark and Trenton Flowers had officially signed with UofL. They put out the press releases. They have the quotes from Kenny Payne. Uh, we were expecting to hear something from Karan Davis yesterday. Turns out we just heard from him 10 minutes ago. He has officially signed his letter of intent, as has Dennis Evans, the seven one foot, uh, seven foot one center from California. We mentioned yesterday what we think is going to be a pretty consistent theme throughout the offseason. Kenny Payne talking about these newcomers, stressing not just their basketball ability, but they're off the court intangibles. They're high character people, hard workers, all this stuff. Just really trying to lay the foundation for this is not going to be last year. And the reason why last year was such a dismal failure was as much off the court as it was on the court. We just didn't have the right character kids. He's he said as much publicly before, but now I think he's just he's letting the, the fans know. But here's what Kenny Payne had to say about Dennis Evans when he signed earlier today. He said, we're blessed to add one of the most unique high school players in the country in Dennis Evans. He's an elite defensive player with unbelievable skill. It's going to be a joy to watch him grow and become one of the best players in college basketball. There's no limit on the potential of how good he can be. He's a tremendous human being that has the character and the discipline that we sorely need in this program. That's pretty high praise there, basically just saying, not just just making an outright prediction that he's going to grow into one of the best players in all of college basketball and saying that there's no limit on how he can be, how good he can be. Also sort of implying that he is what we know he is, which, which is a little bit of a project on the offensive end, but, but predicting that he's going to get there in, at some point in time and before he leaves Louisville, he'll be regarded as one of the best players in the entire country. That's 
pretty high praise. Did I hear the word character in there anywhere? Oh, yeah, you did. The, oh, ver- did the very it. last line, he's a tremendous human being that has the character and the discipline that we sorely need in this program. You know he does. <laughs> Damn right. Now, the question, I have not seen the Karan Davis release. So I'm going to look at this live in just a second for the first time. We'll see if Karan Davis doesn't get the character and, and discipline line. Well, I don't think Flowers actually got character. Oh, no, they, he did. They all got. Oh, okay, I was thinking Flowers was like he like danced all around three, it. No, okay. all three of them got some sort of reference. The like, word character is somewhere in there. I think so, yeah. to, to off-the-court stuff. But we'll see if, if Karan Davis did. Uh, let's pull that up right now. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, no. It's, a, it's, it's the shortest quote of the four for sure. Is there actually something that doesn't sound like all the other ones? I mean, I feel like we've, we've been kind of on a retread on these. Here's what Kenny Payne says about Karan Davis. Okay. Karan is a multidimensional talent that can be effective in positions one through three. He has a knack for scoring at all three levels while also being able to rebound and make plays for teammates at a high level. He possesses length and athleticism suitable for the ACC. It's the entire quote. Wow. <laughs> shot at Gary, Indiana, no character there, huh? I mean, I guess I could have told you that, but I mean, I mean am I wrong? That, that last sentence is just kind of a middle thing. He possesses length and athleticism suitable for the ACC. The other three guys, he's outright predicting that they're going to be like the best players in the history of college basketball. Oh yeah, I mean, every one of them. You th- I mean, if you listen, just go by these statements in the last four players that we've added. I mean, we're Final Four bound, right? He's basically like Karan might be okay. <laughs> and I've got no idea about his character. Well, I mean, let's be, I mean, this he's Danny Manning's guy, right? He is my understanding and, is and, that he is a he, Danny Manning was the one who pulled the trigger on on saying this kid needs to come. And we we've, we've all had trouble finding info on Karan. I mean, we other than we know his cousin plays at FAU. Correct. Maybe we're not the only ones. Maybe this is about as much as as, as Kenny knows about him. Maybe Kenny hadn't even seen him play. The quote kind of seems like I mean, it makes it seem that way. It's like, <laughs> like he lost, like he lost the bet, like on the on the team flight back home from one of the many blowouts that we got destroyed in, and to, to Danny Manning, and he has to like he's like, all right, you get to keep, you get a recruit, add whoever you want. It sounds like a Fredo Corleone quote, like 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 when describing the, the, like your kids, and one of them is clearly Fredo. Like, I love him too. And that's all I'm going to say about him. Like, there's just, there's not much there. Um, he does, according to the press release, he's got two years of eligibility remaining. He um, was finished third last season in the California Community College Athletic Association in points per game. Um, scored 23.8 points per game. Still one who finished first. <laughs> well, or second now. He was. Or second, yeah. Can I have who finished first in assists instead of scoring, actually? Yeah, he averaged. He did average 3.2 assists per game, 1.4 steals uh, at L.A. Southwest. Shot 48% from the field, 33% from three-point range. Was an 81% free throw shooter. Um, he's a big-time mystery. I really want, like, my as much as I love and think highly of, of the other guys in this class that we're talking about, I'd love for Karan Davis to come in and just be like an All-American next year and us to all to be like, what's the player hell? on the team? We need to start recruiting more sub 100 JUCOs. Some, some JUCOs with zero digital footprints. We need to just like Danny Manning, the best eye for talent in all of college basketball. Clearly, the Southwest in, in Los Angeles Southwest team in, in the the California uh, Junior College collection or whatever it's called. I mean, that's that's a hotbed of talent there. It's not though. We clearly need to tap into that on a more regular basis. We know we need that- to find that number one score. We need to find a number one rebounder. 
We need to get them here right now. The issue, I mean, he plays in the second level of junior college, basically. There's a, there's a second level for junior college? Yes. And, and I think, isn't that called high school? No. It, it, it's why, I mean, like, if you watch the, the season of Last Chance U, he plays in the same California league as the ELAC school. And ELAC, like, it's clearly the most talented team in, in the state. Like, they're, you know, that's their... Their reputation is bringing in all these elite D1 guys who are, should have been D1 guys, and you know sometimes they won't be as much of a cohesive unit as other teams in the, in the state, but they're clearly the most talented. And all these guys that are so talented are going to like very low D1 schools, and if you when you catch up on them, they're not putting up numbers. Like most of them aren't starting for for Long Beach or for North Dakota State or for you know wherever they're going. Um, and North Dakota State plays in the California League. No, no, no. Oh. When they go to D1. Oh, okay. You have to listen here. You, I, well, you, you, know, you, were, you were looking off when I was talking there, and then you're asking a question. I was like, oh, you weren't even listening to what I was saying. Um, Are we a break? No. The school that he plays for is like several levels below ELAC. And so when you... <laughs> I think when you went like one level down to several... Well, he, they are. like So ELAC was the four seed in, the, in their postseason. Okay. They were the, I think, 19 seed. In, in the postseason. Okay. They played, Elak beat them by like 23 points in, in the season this year. So they've got players at this school that is much, much better than Karan Davis's school who are at best like low D1 talents. And I, I say all this to get to the point of if Karan Davis comes here and kills it, it will be one of the strangest things in all of major D1 basketball recruiting. Like it's just, it, it will be an unheard of type of story. But I hope it happens. It would be it would be very cool. I don't. I've got no idea how good this kid's going to be. I've got no idea what to expect from him. But look, he's a guard. He's probably going to see playing time at this point. We'll see who else we get. Uh, but Dennis Evans locked in. Karan Davis locked in. Trenton Flowers locked in. And Sky Clark locked in. All four of these new additions are officially signed. They should be here. I'm assuming for the start of the first first session of summer school, which means they'll be able to to join team workouts beginning uh, late next month. Um, I mean, those are four of your starters. Your fifth. Say what? Those four, those, there's, there's four of your starters. Who's our fifth? McCron Davis is not starting. <laughs> Whatever, man. Based on that quote, I don't think Karan Davis is a starter, right? I, now. I'm sorry, did I not hear that he was he's ACC skill level or something like that? Um, no, he's suitable for the <laughs> ACC. Torb <laughs> was suitable. The length and athleticism are suitable for the ACC. Was the exact <laughs> quote there? Uh, Sky Clark starting at point guard. I think right now probably still Mike James starting at the at shooting guard. You'll have I mean I know we're positionless basketball, so we're not supposed to talk about guards and forwards and, and whatever. Um, <laughs> why are we doing this? Give me. Oh no, and I was I wasn't even stop you. I was like finally on April thirteenth, three twenty six. I got him to give me a starting lineup. Clark, you're halfway there. Come on, man, do it, do it. We, is Brandon Huntley Hatfield on the team? We don't do know. We know. We don't know James is on the team. We assume James is on the team. We don't even know for sure. Yeah, we don't know. Any, the only people we know are the four that we just mentioned. Well, and well, the other Caleb England, Glenn, and Curtis and Williams, Williams, yeah. Um, <laughs> Those six. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Hersey Miller. Hersey Miller's back. That's seven. But he's not a scholarship player, though. Well, but he's on the roster. Well, so is, you know, Aiden McCool. Guess eight. <laughs> <laughs> We're not counting Aiden McCool. I love Aiden McCool. Really? We We're won four g- games last year. I think we can count anybody. No, well, he was on the team last year. So, <laughs> I mean, okay, give me Clark, James. Flowers, trainer. And Evans, right? I don't think Evans starts. 
Evans doesn't start. I don't think he starts. I think he's too much of a product. I mean, if you, I'd say Huntley Hatfield starts. But if you don't get Huntley Hatfield back, you have to start. You have to start him, right? Unless we get somebody else, Churchill, Abbas. No, a core four starts. I don't think a core four starting. I mean, the quote about I'm still hung up on the. I'm not hung up on it, but I'm very, very excited about the quote about Dennis Evans. I mean, he's Kenny Payne is look knows a big man. I'm not gonna say he's the big man whisperer, but others have oh, said it. Lord. The fact that he's looking at him and saying, like, he's not coming out and being like, if things go right, he could be one of the better players. He's saying he's going to become one of the best players in all of college basketball. That is, that's a man calling a shot a little bit right there. That's impressive. That's 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 high. Unless praise. he doesn't have very good judgment of care of, of talent. No, I guess that's true. But he but he says he's a tremendous human being that has the character and the discipline that we sorely need in this program. He may be my favorite. I mean, his picture. The, the picture that they use for the graphic, he looks like he's 65 years old. From, He's got the goofy rec specs. Yeah, he's got the rec specs. I like the rec specs. The way that the picture frames it, it looks like he's balding and he's just got the hair on the sides. Like, like He, he looks like he's in a couch. Horseshoe? Yeah, he's got the – not even the power alleys. It's just – it's gone. It's just like classic horseshoe pattern. I mean, he – like if you told me that this was a – a guy playing outside of the fact that he's seven foot one, just based on this picture, if you told me that this is a guy who's like a seventy year old who's attending the U of L like summer fantasy camp, I'd be like, yeah, I-, I can see that. I wonder if he can play a little bit just by this picture alone, which instantly makes him maybe my favorite player on this team. And to hear that he's like a really really nice kid, it makes you just like him. I'm all in on Dennis Evans. I love him. I want him to be an All American. I hope he starts. I hope he's good enough to start. I don't think he is right now, but. I'm, I'm all in on Dennis Evans. I'm excited about this. I mean, maybe being good enough doesn't matter with the with ro- roster. It may be just, it may be inevitable he does start. Maybe. It'd be best just to get him out there, whether he's ready or not. Well, let, let's see him a little bit. Let's see him, let's see him play. What do we got to lose? Bit. I mean, another, other than 28 games again. Another year in, in full progress and starting over. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, we're kind of doing that anyway when we bring him back four guys. Pretty much. I know, but if Kenny Payne does not win enough games this year, he's going to get fired, and then we're starting from scratch again. And, you know, I do, ideally, that's not what you want to happen. Ideally, Louisville goes to the NCAA tournament this year. This works. We keep recruiting at a high level, and Kenny Payne's the man. Um, that's what we're all hoping for. That's what we're hoping for. Yep. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the McKenzie and Baco update of the day. We'll have a uh, transfer portal update, get the music ready, and we'll take some text from you guys at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on Thursday on 1450 and 961, The Big X. Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450, 96.1 The Big X. Reminder, we still have Big X golf cards available, but they are going fast. If you'd like to get yours, go to BigXSportsRadio.com. 
or you can call a number that I don't have in front of me right now. Um, it's very easy if you go to the website, though. All you have to do... DM Mike. Say what? Just slide in Mike's DMs. Just slide in my DMs. I love when people... He'll, say, he'll get you hooked up with them golf cards. No problem. Go to BigExportsRadio.com. Click on the golf card icon at the top of the page. You cannot miss it. You'll have a chance to play six of the best courses in the Kentuckyana area for just $25. We've got Elk Run, we've got Valley View, we've got Wooded View, we've got all sorts of courses. Park Mammoth, which is one of the best new courses in all of America. Six courses, 25 bucks. Go to BigXSportsRadio.com or the phone number that I don't have in front of me. $25 per round. It's fantastic. It's a great deal. They do run out. They are available for just a limited time only, so act now. Um, I've got, I, mean, I, I mentioned this sort of in passing last week. I have not played. I didn't get to play golf at all last year. Because of the the long COVID stuff, and that's not. I mean, I I don't play as much as I used to. Back in the day, I'd probably play. I don't know, 10, 15 times. I'm not like like my friends who are big business dudes now. They're playing like three times a week. Like I don't even know if they actually work. Like they they they're they're riding it off as actually working, but they're playing golf. Like scoots Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday afternoon, Thursday afternoon. They, these guys play like 50, 60 year rounds a year. Even when I was you know single or just recently married. I was playing probably 10 to 15 times a year. Then with kids, I'm probably playing like, I don't know, five or six times a year before last year. But I have not played since like August or maybe early September of 2021. And I'm playing Valhalla next week. I've never played Valhalla before. I've had like, I've been invited three different times. Every single time something happened. One time it rained and we never rescheduled. The other time I was supposed to play with Terry Miners. He's like, it was going to be very cool. And they were aerating the, the greens and the, the, the fairways, which they do once a year. Just how happened to land on that day. The third time, I don't remember what happened, but I remember it was one of my buddies. What's aerating the greens? Like, you, you know, they open it up. Basically, it's, it's, it's a system to keep the drain, greens plush. Okay. And you have to keep everybody off the course for like a week, one, oh, wow. one time a year. Why would they schedule you to play when they're doing that? Well, way? he didn't know it was happening. Oh, okay. I think it just kind of pops up. But so it's always fallen through. And now they're kicking off their – the countdown to the 2024 PGA, which is back at Valhalla uh, next year. And so they have like a media. And so thankfully they'd reached out. I was able to kind of scheme my way into getting Danny, who I do the podcast with, to get to go to. Uh, so we're going to play with him and, and Greer. And I'm excited. And you're not playing. You, you don't, you Can don't, I be the fourth? You don't play golf. Yeah, but I mean. What, the fourth what, is like a club pro out there. Well, what, what, what better way to get me back, get me into the game than put me get me on Valhalla? Would you want to play? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. You just talked last week about how you wouldn't want, you don't even want to play in the Big X scramble. No, no, I don't. I mean, I don't want to like play per se. I just want to like, but I want to like drive the golf cart and 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 you know do the other cool golf stuff that people do on golf courses. They're not. This is the the worst scenario for you to like enjoy because like this is this is hoity toity golf. Like they're not gonna let you just like drive. Golf the the carts are cart path only for us playing. So you're not gonna be able to just like drink and go and do whatever you want for this thing. I don't understand. Yeah, I know exactly. I, I thought you said it was golf. We're going to get you out there for the Big X. But I, mean, I, I have not played in – this is the longest drought that I've had from playing since I was probably like 10 years old. And to make my Valhalla debut, I'm a little bit nervous. I, I, I'm very – so – You got, you're going to embarrass yourself? A little bit, yeah. The only good thing is I'm typically – I'm usually better than Danny at golf. I've always been better than him. But he's been playing a lot more than I have. I know I, I could take my whole life off and still be better than Greer. Greer's one. Greer's out of all my friends. Greer's probably the worst golfer, but God love him. He loves the game. Can he beat me? Of course. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you said you haven't played. You never play, so I don't know. I mean, I've I've hit, I've hit ball. I've hit like long. I've done the the long driving thing. 
What do you mean you've done a long driving? Yeah, where you just hit the ball and as hard as you can and it goes as far as you can. Just like driving range. You've gone to the driving range. Yeah. I've been there. So that's what I'm doing on Saturday. I've been putt putt. We're we're getting a babysitter. Mary and I are going to the range. Uh, I'm going to hit some balls, try to get the swing worked out, and then go have like a nice, just adults only dinner. But I'm. I'm nervous, man. Like I don't know how I don't I don't want to go out to Valhalla and just completely. This is the worst possible scenario for my Valhalla debut. I don't want to embarrass myself. Well, at least you're gonna be better than Greer. I, yes, I, I will be better than Greer. When Greer like requested to play with us, I was like, thank God, this is the this is I the mean, best thing. You for just me. gotta remember, as bad as you can be, you won't be that bad. That's that's my goal. That's what I'm telling myself right now. But I mean, I haven't. I legit have not hit a. I've hit wiffle balls in the backyard a couple of times, but I haven't hit like a drive. I haven't used my driver in what is playing almost two years. Do with golf. You can hit the wiffle balls are like little golf balls. The wiffle balls were the, the big. They can come in different sizes. Oh, I didn't like, know that. Yeah, you, yeah. You play. You also hit wiffle balls with golf. You can hit wiffle balls with baseballs. Like it's just, yeah. it's just basically a holy little white ball that doesn't go very far. So that's uh, I've done that, but Harry I have not. Bonds used to learn. I have not hit. used a driver. I've not hit hit irons. I've not done any of that stuff, and I'm a little bit nervous. We'll see how it plays out. Ah, uh, uh, you'll be okay. I believe in you, Rutherford. The cool thing though is we get like a we get like a prize package anyway, and we get to pick out like a uh, Peter Millar shirt or, or uh, quarter zip that has the PGA logo on it, and it's very cool. Danny, I saved him. He almost they give you like a little page to go and pick out something, and he almost picked out a women's hoodie. He, he was like, uh, he's like, I'm torn, but he's like, I kind of like this hoodie, and I was like. Well, that's a women's hoodie, so I wouldn't do it if I were you. What, what, what is there? Was it just it's a size thing, right? Yeah, the way that yeah, the only hoodie on the page. I mean, what, what makes a women's hoodie different from a men's? Is it like a breast cup inside or something? Yeah, the way it's <laughs> yeah, the, the, the way it's it fits is definitely. You can tell when a a golf hoodie is for a woman as opposed to. I mean, I know like the women's t-shirts, you can tell like in the sleeving a little bit. But and I mean. the worst thing is about it is he would not have been able to like gift it to his wife because he's like an he's he's like six five. So it would have been like an XL. Like it's not going to fit his wife. Like so, he would have. would have just Why been screwed. Did you stop him from that. I should have just let it go. Why? Yes, he would have been crushed. That would be hilarious. He's like, I'm. He's like, I'm torn between the hoodie and this quarter zip. And I was like, well, I wouldn't go hoodie. Was the quarter the quarter zip male? <laughs> the quarter zip was male, but also after he ordered it, his wife pointed out that his dad was wearing the exact same color of a quarter zip at Easter over the weekend. <laughs> you know, you never want to look like you're. Your seventy-year-old dad. Well, better than looking like your mom. (laughs) You're not wrong about that, but I'm excited about that. We'll see how that goes next week. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's take a a couple of texts in the text line before we move on. Yeah, we didn't do anything with the text line yesterday. I feel bad because we didn't have much time though. We didn't. Yeah, yesterday. If you missed the the show, and I know a lot of you guys were upset, and that, that understandable. We had major technical difficulties, and it wasn't just standard technical difficulties that we have here, where it's like Scoots left the mute button on or didn't whatever, like. We we had to call in the big guns, and Glenn came out and thankfully helped us out. But unfortunately, that left us with uh, a forty five minute show or thereabouts. <laughs> like that, yeah. I mean, I'm just like I'm getting other work done. Like you're just going outside. You're ordering food and smoking. Like we just had nothing to do. I'm watching Instagram reels. I'm just like, well, after the first thirty minutes of me just cussing at the computer, I figured I might as well just. You were genuinely like, upset. I I get very I can I can lose my temper a little bit when stuff doesn't work properly usually you're like me. like i don't get mad at people i'm not like mad at you right. or anybody else i'm just well, why would you i'm get just mad, at me? mad. I, can't, I can't help anything <laughs> tammy if you like shell how this would be happening i mean i was ready to go <laughs> i was ready to do the show and then yeah you were actually i mean you, I'm, i was I, early yeah you were early which 
Sometimes, you know, because I forgot to remind you we were at the OG. Sometimes you can be running behind with OG. Yeah, sometimes I, sometimes I do it, get like here, and I'm like, oh, my God. I, I don't see your car, and I'm like, well, I'm going to be getting there at 304. But, uh, yeah, it was – typically when you're kind of like me, I feel like you handle adversity. We, we just – we we get pissed off about it. We'll have, like, a couple of comments, but then, like, we'll just – we'll laugh and be like, what, what can you do? But yesterday I could tell that you were genuinely upset because you were cussing a little bit. You were mad about <laughs> not having the monitor that you've been asking for for two years. Like, you were ma- making a lot – like, a lot of stuff was coming out that you've been holding inside for a while. Ugh. And then we kind of calmed down because there was there – was, literally nothing we could do Yeah, when i realized there was nothing i could do but just kind of wait for glenn to come and save my rear end and i was like well i'm gonna go outside and smoke a cigarette yeah that was, <laughs> i mean when glenn came in and was like whoa i was like well if glenn it's kind of like when you go to the doctor the doctor's like holy bleep which has happened to me before you're like well this is not good like this is the expert he should be knowing what's going on but we had a a technical difficulty show about 50 minutes in the end but we we got some it was like a rapid fire show but we did not get to to spend much time with the text line Texture says, and this is the first text of the day, I just finished your 12-minute podcast from yesterday, and I have a solution to the tech issues. <laughs> Hear me out. This may be crazy, but what if the producer showed up more than two minutes before the show and started to make sure that everything was up and running? Maybe get to work an hour early, make sure it's all working, and if it's not, you have time to fix it. Call me crazy. Now, you had a conversation with this about the I'm going to call you crazy, Texture. I'm going to call you for my extra paycheck, though. We did, you're willing to pay me for more time. Well, we did have the, the boss did have a sit down with you where he was like, how about we get in a little bit early? And and you've started doing that from your phone. Like you're here. You just sit in the parking lot. Yeah, I get here. I get here at like 230, 240 each day. And it has like we, we, there have been a couple of times where you've discovered problems before. We they, they previously would have kept us from going on at like 315. And I was I was at the, the other studio around 240 yesterday too, 235. I got there. I was there for about 15, 20 minutes where you got there. But you're outside. Well, yeah. Yeah. But there was nothing you could have done to fix this. One. Yeah, I mean, what would I have done? I mean, I would just got yeah gotten five minutes ahead of. I mean, we've been on five minutes earlier. See, I don't expect you. I mean, this is. I know the way things work here or don't work here, and I've just yeah. You just you, you accept it. What are you gonna do? The second text today we got was you guys are on two hours early. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Texas says TK, we need you to do a good spell for UFL athletics. Get to work. A good spell. I believe this is in reference to you having practiced voodoo in the past. Oh, yes, yes. Well, I have done voodoo. Well, I only did that negatively on Terrell Owens, though. I know, and it worked. I think it did work if you look at his Dallas Cowboy career. It clearly worked. I mean, it made him cry at one point. It was around the same time where, like, he was going through some stuff. Yeah. And I think that you are probably to blame for that. I don't feel bad about that one bit, actually. Depending on how you look at it. (laughs) So we need you. I mean, look, you've kind of been been half-assing this for too long. You clearly have powers. Louisville Athletics has been in a dire spot since we basically we've been doing the show together, and you have still yet to do anything about this. If I had powers, I'd be worried if I'm Carl Sheffers, first of all. Well, <laughs> start that first. <laughs> I mean, I don't can can voodoo be used for good? I thought it was only good for bad. I mean, have you ever seen a movie where voodoo is used for good? Well, magic. I so, think but is. so if it's if it's for good, it's called magic. If it's for bad, it's called voodoo. I think voodoo. I think voodoo can be both. I mean, there's there's black, there's dark magic, and there's there's good magic. I think voodoo's the same way. I think we just always hear about it in terms of it being. Yeah, I mean, well, I can't think of an example of any like movie where like voodoo has been used for good. Well, it's because you know, voodoo gets a bad rep from the the left wing media. That's <laughs> <laughs> all they want you to know. Which one's left Republican? I forget. Left is Democrat. Okay, I always can't, I can never remember which one's right and left. I always forget which one. Can you say red or blue? <laughs> 
from the conservative media. Ah, that, that, they that, don't want that, you yeah. to know that voodoo can be good. I feel like conservatives would be more anti-voodoo than Democrats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Democrats, if he wants to do voodoo, let him be voodoo. <laughs> it's free country. It's a free country. Well, it depends on what they're doing it on. That, that's what it, that's what, that's what it comes down to. I stand behind voodoo. <laughs> if we're doing voodoo against, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't want to get into this. <laughs> we just turned voodoo into politics. I like that there's a, I just Google search, can voodoo be good? Can begin it? The second story is, is a BBC story that says, has voodoo been misjudged? <laughs> I think so. I think it's getting a I bad mean, rap. just because you have a voodoo doll doesn't mean, I mean, what, what if I poke a, 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 a you know, some, take out your knee in a voodoo doll to help you, for, to save you from having like to go to war or something? That's using voodoo. <laughs> that's, what? I'm trying to, trying to think of a way to like. Twist that it. is how it works. I mean, that, but that that would be good, right? For you. I mean, you don't want to. I mean, you don't want to go off to like off to war. I mean, you just stay home with a bad knee. <laughs> um. <laughs> what What did you do to when you were putting the the spell on Terrell Owens? What did you do to look it up? I just googled. Did you just Google? Google. Like, Google I don't even remember where. Yeah, I just googled it. I mean, it's, you're talking. You're talking also like almost twenty years ago. It's been a while. Well, yeah, of course I Googled it. I Googled how to find the dark net, remember? I don't know if you like went to the library and got a book or something. Like, no. You know how they do in the movies? You do live your life based on movies where it's like the old dusty room of the library that hasn't been used in 40 years. There's like an old man like sitting there going, don't touch that book. I can just see you like walking out of the shadows, like blowing on the book as the dust. <sighs> yeah, it's got, like, it's got like a, like a, 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 a snake symbol on the front of it. Exactly. I can just see you. I feel like the never ending storybook a little bit. It's like, I'm feeling like just can't leave with that book. It's like your, your perky sidekick was like, but old man Marley said never to use that pipe down. But uh, the quote, uh, the image of voodoo went wrong from the first encounter. But voodoo is not evil. There you go. Says who? <laughs> a practicer of voodoo in Haiti. You ever seen Skeleton Key? The it's regional pretty... high priest of voodoo, Dagbu Hunan, says voodoo has been unfairly judged by outsiders over the years. I think we can do some good voodoo. I think we should do some good voodoo. Yeah. Good voodoo. We need some good juju. Let's well, that's the that. good part of voodoo, right? There, that's what it is. That's what we're choosing to believe here. <laughs> I don't I'm just going to go to I'm gonna Barnes & Noble or some of the show. I'm like, excuse me, you have a book on voodoo? And if not, and if you're rude to me, I'd be aware that I'm looking for a book on voodoo. Texas says, with the Cavender twins leaving Miami, maybe HVL takes her talents to South Beach. As Jack says, all my hundreds turn to racks. I, that was rumor before the Cavender twins officially. I think everybody knew that they were gone. But that was definitely a rumor that was out there because Miami does have so much money. Because Haley Van Lith is similarly marketable. Uh, I know she's not as much of a... Like she's more of a... Haley Cavender is good. Haley Van Lith is more of a legitimate basketball talent than either one of those. Like, they were more famous for the, their looks and, like, TikTok dances and, and all this stuff. And I know Haley is marketable, but she doesn't do that. Um, Back to twins doesn't hurt. Yeah, I mean, they, they were they were very well-known when they were playing at Fresno State, who was a whatever team. Um, I've heard that talked about. I don't know. I mean, again, like, I'm not sure exactly. We still don't really know what her purpose for entering, for leaving Louisville is. Was it just for NIL? Was it? chasing a championship was it wanting to be closer to home we're not going to know that until we decide until she until she tells us where she's going to school if it was if it winds up being LSU which is rumored it's because she wants to win a national title or i guess indiana is another school that's been hotly rumored if it's a place like miami clearly it's about NIL 
If it's Stanford, it's clearly it's about being closer to home and on the West Coast. We just, I, I've got no idea. I've got Indiana no insight. choked in the Big Ten tournament and in the NCAA tournament. They did, but they lost Grace Berger. Sacred Heart's finest, who just was a top 10 yeah, WMA draft yeah. pick. Uh, I think they want somebody to replace her for next year. Grand, I think the whole first round is only like 12 round, 12 picks anyway. Yeah, yeah, it is. She was like seventh, right? Yeah, she went seventh, yeah. I saw the thing, yeah. Indiana took her seventh after they took the Boston girl number one. Oh. Uh, Texas, is it not called around the world instead of suicide? I only knew. Suicide. No, around the world is when you're playing basketball and you go. Around, well, yeah, we, knew, the, we knew that, but yeah. I guess some people call this around the world too. Getting, getting like little bits of every drink. I've never heard. I've never heard that term. Before. I've only heard suicide. I've heard suicide as well. Texas, I can't wait until you read the press release that say wrong place, wrong time. The first time one of these high character guys makes a mistake. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to have to do that. I hope not. Texas, everybody can now shut up about guards. KP said Karan Davis can play positions one through three. And he said the same thing about Curtis Williams when he signed in the fall. Also called Flowers a guard. And, of course, Mike James played the two. We aren't landing portal guards because we aren't recruiting portal guards. No, I thought he didn't call Flowers a guard. I thought he t- said he was just like a talented wing. He said he's a guard. Oh, he did say guard? Okay. And I thought well, he called him a Flowers wing. himself has referred to himself as a guard multiple times. Okay. Look, here's the problem with this mentality. You People said the same thing last year. Like, we don't need guards because Mike James is a guard. Kamari Lands is a guard. And guess what? We tried that. It didn't work. Well, I mean, technically they are, but they're off guards. If you want to be more technical about it, they're two guards. Two guards don't handle the ball. Well, they do. Well, not in this case. I mean, it, like every team that's good in college basketball has two primary ball handlers. Like, you need, you need combo guards. And I don't think that the guys that, like, Flowers, I don't think can, I don't think he can play that role. Mike James was okay at it last year, but he's not. When he tried, when he had to initiate the offense, when L. Ellis was out of the game, it was a disaster. Like, you need somebody who can run the— If Sky—we we cannot be in another spot where if Sky Clark gets into foul trouble, like, we have no other option, which was the case with L. Ellis last year. Like, we cannot put ourselves in that spot again. And also, we are recruiting transfer portal guards. We're just not getting them. Like, like— And it better just say we're not. <laughs> yeah, but, like— we know we are because we're on the list. Like these, these guards are coming out and saying well, they're not visiting us, even though we're on the list. But they're saying Louisville's reaching out to me. Well, that's oh. I mean, that's there. I mean, they they choose where they want to go visit. Uh, we, Tyler Perry's going to visit Alabama apparently on uh, tomorrow, which is not great for us. Arkansas got two more guys. Like Arkansas, when are you going to stop? Like just stop, leave us alone. But like if, if this, if the texture's right, and this is what we're going with as far as our guard situation. We're, I think we'll be better than last year, but we're not going to make the NCAA tournament. We're, we're just, we, no, probably not. We need capable guards. We need guys that can handle the ball. We need guys that are not turnover prone. We need guys that have done this at a high level for multiple seasons. Uh, like I, I just, I can't imagine that that's the mentality that the staff has right now. Texas, do you think that we will win a tip off next season? I don't remember winning one last season. We were terrible at tip offs last year. I didn't even pay attention to that. I guess. I mean, surely if we have Dennis Evans doing some tip-offs, if he does wind up starting a little bit, then he could win, right? I think. We went through a, a great run where we were just, like, great. Because, like, the year – I remember in 2014 when Van Treese was our starting center, who was not the biggest or most athletic dude. He was, he was I think, a – he was a good athlete. But he would always steal the tip. David Padgett was great at that, too. Like, where you, you're supposed to let the ball reach its, its highest peak – like, they would just take it right off the referee's hands. Like, the second he threw it up there, they're stealing it. We have been terrible at tip-off for the last, like, three years. I've never really paid attention to that. You just don't care about tip-offs? I guess I just don't care about tip-offs. 
I've never even thought about it, really. Texas says, in case you guys weren't blessed with this on your Twitter timeline, um, it's an Eric Musselman joke. First, I'd like to thank my followers and colleagues for a great ride, for being so... I don't even know what this is, what, what this in reference to. Uh, I don't know. Something about Musselman in the transfer portal. Texas, uh, even before he ended up in the portal, you said you expected Davion McKnight to end up at Louisville. What happened? Um, there is a two stories to that, apparently. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure... Which one we know Louisville was late to reach out to him. There's a thought that Davion McKnight did not want to play with Sky Clark, and there's a thought that Louisville didn't think Davion McKnight was a good fit here. Regardless of which one of those is true, the the interest wound up not being mutual. So you didn't pass the character test. I, maybe that's it. I don't know. I mean, uh, he's going to play for Sean Miller. It's just it's just something about character right there. Well, that, that, there you go. That's 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 how we're choosing to phrase it. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, we've got a, a quick update. I meant to actually start the segment with this, and then I, I got distracted with the golf talk. But remember A.J. Johnson? Oh, man. That's a name blast from the past right there. Yeah, like remember all, when, remember when we all thought the we, way back three months ago. Remember when we thought we had a chance to get in him? Well, we, we went from the D.J. Wagner update. We briefly did the A.J. Johnson <laughs> yeah. update of the day. He was the guy that we focused our, tar- our our attention on once DJ Wagner was committed to Kentucky. When we started settling for junior college kids from Cal. Yeah, five-star guy <laughs> who you know we were supposed to be at Louisville Live, ended up not coming here, said he was going to reschedule and never did, ended up committing to Texas. He announced today he's not playing at Texas. Whoa. He's not playing anywhere in America. Uh-oh, huh? He is going to Australia to spend one season in the NB- uh, NBL, that National Basketball League down there, that's where he'll spend his time in that first season out of high school before he goes to the NBA. But not going to Texas, does not want to play for Rodney Terry, I guess. I don't know if the NIL stuff fell through. But an old friend alert, A.J. Johnson, look, didn't pass the character test. Once again, we just passed on a guy well, that would have clearly he did, and he's listening to LeVar Ball on the phone. I don't know if he's doing that. I mean, he's not the first guy to do that. A couple other guys have, have gone the, the Australia-New Zealand route. I thought most of them went to the NBDL. That's the... The NBL is the is or, the, whatever. The, the well, what's what's the league like where Jalen Green played in? That's the, and, it's the same one. Oh, is it the same thing? Yeah, it's the Australia New Zealand league. Oh, okay. It's like the one of the biggest leagues outside. I know. I mean, league. other than Boss Kid playing, I thought Boss Kid played. I thought they were two different leagues. I thought there was like the the G G Elite or whatever it's called, the G League Elite, G Unit Elite, Something like the Overtime Elite. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. You I have no idea what you're talking about. The NB, the National Basketball League, is the league in Australia New Zealand, which is big and it's been it's been a popular route for kids that didn't want to play in America in their one season between high school and the NBA. Um, so that's that's where he's going. AJ Johnson's going there for a year. So look, we dodged the bullet. That's how I'm choosing to use it. We're, we're getting positive. We're staying positive. If you don't come play for us, it's because you suck and you're a bad kid. Um, AJ Johnson, we dodged the bullet. He would have burnt us in, at the 11th hour if, he, if we'd wound up signing him. Have fun in Australia, buddy. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Watch out for those kangaroos. We'll take a break. Uh, next hour at 4.30, we're going to have Sean Moth on to talk some Cardinal baseball. Sean Moth, Sean Moth, Sean Moth. We'll get the latest in, in Mackenzie and Baco update to start the hour and then take more of your texts. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Thursday here on 1450, the Index. Getting pale, haven't got a mind left to speak, and I 
Thursday edition of Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 91 Big X. Find if you're having heat or air conditioning problems this summer. Hopefully it's going to be air conditioning now from this point until, I don't know, October. Call our friends over at AirServe at 502-785-8600. AirServe has technicians available for you 24-7 if you have an issue in the middle of the night. Your house is burning up. You need that AC problem fixed. AirServe has you covered. 502-785-8600. You can also call them today and get a tune-up for just $49. AirServe, 502-785-8600. All right, hour number two here. We're going to have Sean Moth on at 4.30 to talk some Cardinal baseball. Louisville gets the job done last night against Bellarmine and now turns its attention to a huge weekend series against a top 10 opponent for the second weekend in a row. Here's hoping things go the same way this week against Wake Forest as they did last week against Boston College. Also want to uh, make it a point, I know we have this new partnership with Lou City and Racing Louisville. Racing Louisville strikes, struck a deal yesterday officially, a broadcast deal. Their home matches now are going to be played, or their, all their matches are going to be played on Wave 3. That'll start a week from this Saturday. Will be the first time that you can see a racing Louisville match on uh, on Wave Three, which is very very good news. Uh, it's, it's more visibility for uh, the, the women of Racing Lou. Good news for everybody involved. Uh, Trevor Kelsey is here. We, we mentioned last hour about the signees on the U of L men's basketball front. We had a couple of recruiting questions. We reacted to the AJ Johnson news. Uh, we have not talked today about Mackenzie Mbako, who has become the primary focus of Louisville fans here this week. The former Duke signee who decommitted or asked out of his national letter of intent after uh, Kyle Filipowski announced he was coming back to school early this week is seen by most people to be a Louisville lean at this point. We played the clip yesterday on this on our abbreviated show of Travis Branham from 24-7 Sports saying that Louisville appears to be the number one option for Mackenzie Mbaco. And now we had today Rob Cassidy of Rivals who came out and listed in order the five most likely landing spots for the five-star 6'8 guy from the class of 2023, who is the number six overall player in the class, according to Rivals. And here's what he had to say uh, about his number one option, which he says is Louisville. There's been contact between the Cardinals and Mbako's camp, so the momentum Kenny Payne is building this offseason should not be ignored when it comes to the chase to land the five-star prospect. Neither should the fact that it's common knowledge that Louisville is armed with a cannon full of NIL money. Told you. They've got to... Big pool here. That's the word. Top flight 2023 signings. Cannon. Cannon full of NIL money. We're launching it everywhere. Just Nick. <laughs> we need to be launching it everywhere. Top flight 2023 signings. Dennis Evans and Trenton Flowers, in addition to key transfer Sky Clark, whom the cards welcomed in from Illinois, should be plenty to convince Mbako that he has a chance to win as part of a revamped roster. The thought of Mbako and Dennis Evans playing front court minutes together should be tantalizing for a fan base desperate for something to cling on to in the wake of a 4-28 and season that was light years worse than anyone could have imagined. It's too early to view this as a lock, but the Cardinals seem to have an inside track of sorts when it comes to landing the former Blue Devil signee, due in part to a deep relationship with Mbako's NJ Scholars grassroots program. So you've got Mbako, the relationship with... I told you the other day that we've needed something to make us feel tantalizing. We do. I haven't been tantalizing in years. I haven't been tantalized since, like, high school. <laughs> It was <laughs> my sophomore year. <laughs> Mbako has a, a very close relationship with Nolan Smith due to his recruitment when he was at Duke, when he was signed with Duke. He did play for that New, G New Jersey Scholars Grassroots Program, which, look, Felton Spencer is a, is a part of that. It, not Felton Spencer. Um, R.I.P. Felton. Yeah. It's the – who's 
Purvis Ellison. Oh, oh no. We've been asking him to get us a player for a long time. Oh, no, no. Well, the thing, though, is he played on the same team Mbako did as TJ Robinson from the 2024 class, who is committed to play here, who is all in. Okay. So you've got, like, good news there. Purvis at least is giving us something. Maybe we're getting some momentum on that front. There are ties here. There are reasons to believe it. My problem is I'm getting my hopes up too high now. I, 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 I'm at the point, I know that the Rob Cassidy says, he makes it a point to say this is not a lock. You can't view it as a lock. But he also implies that it is a heavy, heavy lean that he's going to Louisville, which is what every recruiting guy is saying right now. And I'm worried that I'm like, I'm doing the same thing as I did this summer when you know, DJ Wagner, he's definitely coming here. All the recruiting guys are saying he's coming here. I hadn't believed it before, but then I got my hopes up. And now I'm looking at Mbako, and people are like, man, it's a lock. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. And I'm starting to envision a lineup where he's playing and how we can use him and all these. And I just, I don't, I, I can't get my heart broken here. I can't do it again. Who is, who is the who who is the other option other than us that's this top, other than going pro, maybe? It's Carolina. It seems to be the only other one that people see. Carolina, and then right below them, according to, to Cassidy and Branham, is St. John's. Patino's making a push. Oh, man. Can you imagine if St. John's took him? If we lose him to Patino, I'll be, I'll be pretty bummed. I mean, that's... That'll not, be pretty bad. That would be pretty bad. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I think it's going to be us, pro, or Carolina. But if it did, that would be... That'd be tough. That would be. <laughs> I think the word you're looking for is uncool. It'd be very uncool. <laughs> It'd be uncool. Unchill. All the well wishes of like, hey, I hope Rick kills it at St. John's. I'd be like, well, now I kind of hope he's going to kill it. Not us. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> not, a, not, a, not my dream. Not kill it while also adding to our demise. Let's nickname not... him Freddy Krueger for coming to my dreams and slaughtering them all. But Mackenzie Mbako, the buzz is out there that he is a Louisville lean at this point. And... My hopes are up. I can't. I can't help it. I can't control it. I'm getting excited. I'm yeah. getting excited, <laughs> like you did with DJ and AJ. I didn't get that excited about AJ. You oh. were we were excited about AJ. I, we had a, he got his own song. Well, it was more of a a remix of the, the DJ song, but still, I was excited about AJ Johnson in sort of the same way that I'm excited about like Tyler Perry. Like I, I don't, I don't think I never thought that AJ was like a heavy Louisville lean. I knew we had a shot, but I never got like people weren't saying that. People aren't saying that about Tyler Perry either. They're saying that you know, Louisville's in on him, but other schools seem to have better shots. I, I still like I love his game. I, I want him. We, we need a big time transfer portal guard. I will I will scream that into the abyss for as long as I can, even though some people disagree. But Mackenzie Mbako is a he's an NBA talent, like the, certified, no question about it. He is an NBA guy, and we have not had those types of players here, even when we've been really good. I, he doesn't solve every problem that you've got, but my God, he's an exciting talent. And to have him here next year after the the year that we've gone through, like that is something that can get you through these these questionable summer months where we're still all kind of wondering if Kenny Payne has the goods to be a big time coach here. Like having that type of talent that can get you excited about a season that's coming on the heels of winning just four games. So I I want this to happen. I mean, you're looking. I at, need this. You're, to you're looking at a, a lineup that only brings back James in the starting lineup. You've got James and. And Clark in the backcourt with uh, Flowers, uh, Mbaku, and uh, Evans in the front line. I don't think Dennis Evans is going to start. Evans is going to start. Yeah, Look at him. He's like 40 years old. He needs, he's got to get out there before his time is up. I could be wrong. I don't think he's going to start, at least for the beginning of the season. But we'll have to see. Uh, but the, the Mbaku stuff is it's exciting to me. Uh, a couple other notes to get Can to. we get an Mbaku song? Mbaku. No, we, no, I want something more like upbeat. Well, I mean, give me, give me a minute. I'll think about it. 
Give, give me to Sometimes you want to go where Mackenzie <laughs> knows your name. And Mbako's got the game. <laughs> we want to see him on 4th Street. You want to see where Duke missed out. Everyone knows what they're talking about. You want to go where Mackenzie plays his game. Do, 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 do. Now I'm going to be even more sad if we don't get him. That was great. <laughs> Down on Main Street. <laughs> a couple other notes to get to. Actually, do you have the music ready? Transfer portal. Because Mackenzie and Baca, not a transfer portal. Guy. No, he, he's a recruit. He's a recruit. Yeah, this point. <clears throat> Here we go. <clears throat> Got to clear the pipes. It's the transfer portal. <laughs> Okay. I love it. I, I love there's somebody because the window's open here. I want to be right. There's somebody at the house next to us going, What the bleep was that? Bill next door is like, God, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I hate those guys so much. Uh, a couple of notes to get to in the transfer portal. One, I mentioned Tyler Perry, who Louisville is – a lot of teams are, are in on him. Louisville is one of the schools that he has listed as reaching out to him the most. And this was yesterday. So, you know, the, the, the guy who texted in saying Louisville's not recruiting transfer guards. Perry himself said yesterday that Louisville is one of the, I think, seven schools contacting him the most. But he – He's going to do a visit here is what I want to know. He took a visit to Florida earlier yeah, this week. I know. He is now – as of last night, he is going to visit Alabama next week, is what he says. He's also hosting an in-home visit with Ole Miss today in Chris Beard. He had originally planned to take a visit to Arkansas, but Arkansas has signed Khalif Battle from Temple, one of the, the highest-rated players in the portal. Yep. And then today, you know, yesterday we are like, man, this means they're going to stop. They got Menafield. Nope. They got Battle. They got a couple other guys. Surely they're going to back off. No, they go out and they get Jeremiah Dan- Davenport from Cincinnati, who's a, a pretty good talent as well, uh, to add some depth there. Like they just stop. Must have been small lineups. He's going to run multiple guards out there. You know, you should have known it was coming. I know, but they've got like <laughs> they've got a million guys on their team. Have we had a visit from a, from a transfer portal guy yet? We have not. That was a question earlier this week. Okay. Yeah, that was that was not. But uh, <laughs> Davenport, <laughs> these kids might come here and visit. Going to stop Arkansas. By. <laughs> I, I still th- assume that them getting two what should be high-usage guards in the portal already in Menafield and Battle would help us with Tyler Perry as far as him not picking Arkansas. I know, I mean, Florida. Oh, well, Arkansas. But <laughs> I, Florida already got the, the Walter Clayton this week from Iona, who's mm-hmm. another high-usage guard. Maybe that helps us with Tyler Perry there. Alabama is going to be tougher. They, they've got playing time to sell. Um, they should be in a good spot. I don't know if we're going to get a visit. I don't know. The longer this goes, the more visits he schedules, the more I get nervous about this, but that's, uh, that's him. One name that Ole Miss scares me because he also fits in the Chris Beard scheme as well. He can play that style. Yeah. And it's, I mean, Chris Beard probably knows him from their, from, I mean, they have Texas ties. Ole Miss. I'm, I'm pretty sure without looking up their record, Ole Miss probably has plenty of room to add talent. They've got a bunch of playing time available. Yeah. I mean, it's, the other note that I wanted to get to, and I, I want to correct myself from yesterday because I'd mentioned Reese Dixon Waters from USC as another guy that we still were in on, another big guard out there in the portal, 6'7", 6'8", guy who's 
you know, positionless basketball, all that stuff. Uh, sixth man of the year in the Pac-12. He actually has committed committed uh, yesterday before the show to San Diego State. So he's off the board. He's out there. Loser. Not a high character guy. No character whatsoever. I wouldn't trust him. Brian Dutcher's You dropped your wallet around Renegade him? Renegade program. Gone. Um, Leave your door unlocked around him? Car's gone. That's, that's what people say. Yeah. Can either confirm nor deny, but I've heard the same. Don't trust him around your girl either. Okay. Uh, the two timer. We now have a new quote coming out. This is via um, college basketball report about McKenzie and Baco. Uh, has been linked to the North Carolina Tar Heels in some buzz. Could he end up flipping to Duke's rival? Travis Branham says possibly. There's still a whole lot to play out. Well, that's not really a great report. I mean, yeah, he could possibly do anything. He could he possibly wants to stick go it to Duke. He can come to us. We play with him too. You know? Exactly. He could possibly go to DePaul. He could possibly give up basketball entirely. We don't know. Um, we've got about 10 minutes here before we got to get out of here and get ready for Sean Moth at 430. So we'll take a couple of texts here. That's that's really all the latest big updates we have in the transfer portal. Have not heard an, an update on the Ruiz kid from UMass. Not sure what's going on there. Um, it, it does sound like right now Louisville's focusing most of its attention on Mackenzie and Baco. I'm sure they're still doing transfer Rightfully portal stuff. So, yeah. I mean, you need, he needs to get most attention at this point. We got look. We have we're not coach, we're not having games right now. We have we have more time. I think there was a dead period too that ends today. I think we have like a four day dead period. So I'm sure they'll be back out there, getting guys, going after guys, doing stuff. We we've been we've been too busy signing players. We got Karan Davis locked in, Dennis Evans locked in, Flowers, Sky Clark locked in. There's stuff happening. Uh, text says it's three thirty right now, and Trevor is exceptionally disruptive and unaware of what's going on today. If I knew exactly what he was talking about, I would be mad. I mean, what I, was it, 330? Well, I wasn't even really saying anything. I don't even know what it was. Was that when you weren't paying any attention to what? what you're well, like, you're like, North Dakota down. State's a JUCO? I was like, no, that's. No, that wasn't 330, was it? I think it was. Yeah. Texas, between pulling a Korafor out of the African Basketball Academy and Karan Davis out of the Witness Protection Program, is there a more eclectic recruiter out there than KP? Depends he's, on the definition of collecting. He's definitely going off the beaten path uh, with a couple of these. I will say this, though. like Arizona has recruited internationally in recent years and t- taken some guys that um, seem to not have a gigantic profile wound up being very good players. Uh, today, UCLA got a, an international player that I had never heard of but who's apparently well-regarded. I know they're also recruiting Churchill uh, Abbas. Um, so... The Karan Davis recruitment strikes me as exceptionally strange. The NBA, I mean, Kenny Payne, I think, to my knowledge, is the only coach who went to Africa to recruit some of these players. And I, I don't think it's just to land Churchill Abbas. I, I think he was looking at some other kids as well for both this season and potentially down the line. It's look, it, it's a unique route for sure, and we'll see if it works out. There's, I mean, if he wins games, he's going to look like a, like, a, like a genius. Or at least has a job at coaching one of the African teams after this. Uh, Sean Moss says for the Mbako update, we need to do Mbop. That's not bad. Mbok. Oh. <laughs> Mbako. Mbako. We can workshop it. I think, I think there's something there. That could work for sure. <laughs> Text says, um, I'll be a card if Mike shows up to the scramble this year. Trevor, too. I'll, I'll buy a golf. Okay, sorry. I'll buy a. I was golf like, you'll card. be a card. What? I don't get it. <laughs> you use 
Bias belt on. It just threw me off there. I'll buy a card if Mike shows up to the golf scramble this year, Trevor too. Well, I think the cards will they'll be all out. They'll be gone by then. I will be at the golf scramble. I think we have they have a a tentative possible date, maybe I think in October or something, maybe Memorial. I don't know. I know TJ mentioned something the other day about a possible date in mind, but um, yeah, I'm going. I don't know about. I can't speak for schmuck over here, but I mean, I'll be there. That is my name. Um, <laughs> you don't never you, you you hate it so much you never go to anything. There's only two things to go. Even to. Even your bio says work at a radio station. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it didn't even say big ass. It says big ass. <laughs> it's just it's just doing it's just playing radio. <laughs> it says host of the Mike Rutherford show. I want you. What does it say? This I don't show? have enough room for it. I see it. I see it. Even big ass in your bio. I don't have enough room for it. Yes, I was right about. I that. mean, I don't have. I was just talking smack. I didn't really think that was. Serious. I don't have SB Nation in there. Avcardchronicle.com. You got a link to sell your book. I do. That's on the link. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I'd rather sell books than have people go to the website. You got, you got your email on here. I do. I need people need to be able to contact. You me. don't even have the station. <laughs> I put the station and the e- I put the website and the link and the text line all, every single day on the show tweet. <laughs> People can find it very easily. Don't care. He's using us. We're just, just a piece of meat. Are we all using each other? He's just a piece of meat to us. Texas Trevor seems like more of a Cherry Valley guy. I've never played Cherry Valley golf course. Oh, that was an ice cream. It's in New Albany. Oh, I would play. I would. Cherry Valley sounds good. I've never played it. Text says, uh, like ice cream. Mike, there are seven plots of stories. Have you all seen the guy who can juggle Rubik's Cubes and complete them simultaneously? Maybe the most impressive thing I've seen in my life. That's pretty cool. Can we talk about How would you do that, by the way? I mean, can, how do you? I can't imagine being able to do that. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't. I got to see that, actually. Can we talk about how, like, Patrick texted us the other night after, we, I guess he's listening to the show on podcast, and he's like, I learned to do a Rubik's Cube in, like, third grade. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah, he's, he's like, it's very easy once you get to know, which is what I said on the show. I'm like, once I think you get to like figure out like the rotation and how it works. Like, I've seen Bieber do it in like ten seconds of the Tonight Show. If Bieber can do it, we could figure okay, out. Okay, first to do of it. all, I got Dollars and Donuts. Is Bieber cheated somehow doing that? No, I think he knows how to do it. I mean, and second, I Patrick, I'll believe it when I see it. I want to see Patrick do it. Patrick, because like, he, he texts me, he's like, it's easy to do, it. and then he's just like, I learned how to do it like in second grade. I'm like, okay, Patrick. Then br- I bring a Rubik's Cube in here right now and do it for me. I believe he can do it, but like, we don't need to just add to the brag. No, I don't believe him. Oh, I believe him. I'm calling BS on it. I, they have like a Rubik's Cube night at every hockey game now. They get random people just like know how to do it. Rubik's Cube has gotten, it's, it's old. It's not challenging anymore. Maybe they need to switch things up. Maybe. I don't know. I still find it challenging. And I, and I, and, and, uh, people tell me it's so easy to do, but he, they keep telling me, but I don't see him doing it. Texas voodoo can for sure be used for good. My wife made a voodoo doll of me. That way, whenever we're not together, she can still. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you using the word blank. I still can't read the last part of that sentence. <laughs> yeah, I think we can figure out where it's going. Unless he's just really kinky. <laughs> uh, I Now I'm throwing off. Texas says, trivia question for Trevor. Okay. Why are Republicans called right wing? I, the fact that I can't remember which one's right and left anyway. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Why are they called right wing? I believe they sit on the right side in Congress. Really? Yes. Now, do you know this one? Is, is that why? Is, what, who determined the red and blue coloring then? I think that was just based off of the way that they used political maps. 
I think that's more of a. So that was just some random. It's person. more of a modern term because like, the the station started to use when they would put maps yeah. out there for like the electoral college. So there's some like random person decided to go red and blue, and it just stuck that way. I think so. That's crazy. Now, do you know? I I I believe you're going to know this. What animals are recognized as the two major? Oh, the, the elephant is Republican, donkey is uh, Democrat. Boom. Yeah, I had I, faith in you there. My other question would be what determined that? I think wasn't that like an old. Like maybe uh, an old political poster or something. I think it was a political cartoon. That's what I was thinking. It was yeah. Isn't it, well, what's the Larry Flint joke where it's uh, George Washington uh, is riding a donkey to, to Washington and says uh, uh, an, uh, an ass leading Washington to donkey to Washington or something. I don't know. It was like a, a political joke about that. Um. We have time for this. We have a little bit of time. Are you, are you reading the text or something? I'm just yeah, I'm making sure that we have the time. Texas, I found the book that Trevor used to curse T.O. There's a complete idiot's guide to voodoo. <laughs> I don't think I used the idiot's guide, but after that, maybe I, did, I don't remember. I just I, I went off websites. I didn't buy an actual book. Is there an idiot's guide? I guess it looks like it. I don't know if this is a, a fake image, but maybe there is. I think I've told you this. The character uh, rat and, um, and, um, Fast Times Richmond High, the uh-huh. one that's obsessed, the, the, the assistant to the assistant manager. That character is, uh, the, the kid it's based off of is actually the one who started writing those books, who invented the Idiot's Guide book series. Oh, really? Yeah, and made millions doing that. Hmm. And has since very been upset about the way he's characterized in that movie, by the way, which I guess I would be too if I was kind of nerd like that. Texas, I love how even now the most info on Karan Davis is basically we're pretty sure he exists and has played basketball before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, if he, if this kid, if he winds up being like an all-conference caliber player, it'll be one of my favorite Louisville basketball stories of all time. It'll be like Russ Smith breaking out in the Bahamas and then turning into an All-American who had his jersey retired. But we're never going to even see him play. Like, we'll never be in here. I don't know what to expect. I've got, I have no idea what to expect. Texas says, um, did Mike just call two college girls hot, and did Trevor say he wanted to do dirty twin things with them? I don't think he went that far. I didn't say that. I mean... I mean, they're popular because they're they're yeah, attractive. It, There's I no question it, about. But yeah, I mean, no. Let me what do you want me to say? I'm not at, try, I'm not trying to date them. <laughs> I mean, I give it a shot, but I mean, I'm not. I would not. I would. I mean, I would just at least be shot. I mean, I know they're going to say no, but what the hell's worth, you know? Teachers got to shoot, right? Texas, I'm pretty sure that these senior guards don't want to compete with Sky. I think the ones who want to be ball dominant don't. Like, I, I think that pl- probably played a part in us not being able to get Keon Menafield. But if you're like if you're Tyler Perry and you are more of a combo guard and you want to be in more of a primary score, scoring role, I, I think that you you've got to see this as an opportunity. I, I just the way that we're building this roster, if we really aren't going after some of these transfer portal guards as, as hard as we should be, and we've look, we got a cannon of NIL money that's out there, cannon, jerk cannon. You're setting up the roster the same way that you you did last year. And you're just hoping that the talent is so much better and the culture is so much better that you can go from four wins to, like, 24 wins doing the exact same thing. Like, putting the ball in a a point guard's hands for 85% of the time, asking him to do so much, and then just hoping that some of these 6'7", 6'8", guys can handle it enough to take a little bit of pressure off of him. We tried that last year. The results were the worst in the history of global basketball. Like, we... I just like. I hope it works out better if this is the, if this winds up being the way that we're going. But to put it mildly, I have significant doubts. Maybe Sky Clark's just that good. Maybe he's going to be first team All American. But it just in, unless that happens, you're 
You're asking a whole lot out of him. You ever caught a shirt from a shirt cannon in a sporting event? I haven't. Never I've come close. I've never caught anything in those events. Like I don't throw, think I have in a, throw, Whether they throw it or shoot it, I've never like been able peanuts, to catch it. I don't think I've caught it. Yeah. I've never caught a foul ball at a game. You know, nor have I. I've told about that. So that's like a dream of mine. Yeah, because we both have we have differing. Like I always would go there and be like, that's the kid that I'm going to give it to. And you're like, no, I'm not giving it to you. That's the kid I'm pushing over to get it. <laughs> that's, the kid, that's the kid that I'm <laughs> That kid looks easy. Throw I could stiff arm him once. I'm throwing down four rows just to get this ball. I mean, I re- come on. It's a good life lesson for a little junior. we got to go to break. When we come back, we'll have Sean Moth on the show. He's going to talk some Cardinal baseball. Louisville big win over Bellarmine last night. Looking ahead to an even bigger series this weekend against Wake Forest. Sean Moth, next up on the Rutherford Show here on 1450 The Big X. Something good to eat. Haven't had a decent meal. My brain is fried. Haven't slept a wink for real. My tongue is had the and they're coming next week the youtube cameras in the in the studio because like you called sean to set up this interview we're gonna have sean moth on in just a second it's the happiest that you've been on the show talking to him on the phone in like at least a year and a half since like we very first started it. you like i'm trying to think of a happier moment than maybe when jeff brom coming here is about the only thing that that i think got you to to get to like a higher octave than when you just called sean moth you're like, is this the legend? No, ah, ah. ah, it's like I'm moving into your basement. It's like you just got a hold of your long lost brother who you haven't seen since you were like we're kids. You were just you were so excited. We could have relationship. We, we should be related relations. Then we know we can't probably not that. But now he's just hung up. <laughs> Sean won't come back on the show. I this is why I don't have him on when you're here. <laughs> Let's bring him in now. He is the the voice of Louisville baseball. Uh, Sean Moth. We welcome him back in the show. I, I love talking to Sean. Period. I, I love having him on as much as possible. But I'm doing this. Specifically, we had him on last week after the cards had gone through a little bit of a rough stretch. We were talking about how crucial the stretch ahead was, and we just like, immediately thereafter we sweep Boston College. Now we've got another big series with with Wake Forest, so I felt like we got to keep the good vibes rolling. Um, if we sweep Wake Forest again this weekend, then we have to have Sean on like at least once every single week. But Sean, welcome back in the show. Let's keep these good vibes going. Yeah, this is literally the audio voodoo doll of good. So let's do it. <laughs> That's exactly voodoo right. dolls can be good. That's exactly right. Uh, Sean, last week we looked ahead to BC. Uh, we, I think we talked on Monday, so we didn't get a chance to talk about the loss to Lipscomb for the second straight year. But the BC series, three games, three wins. The second one was, was super improbable. But what changed from this series as opposed to the prior two where the cards dropped two out of three against ACC competition? Well, I, I think the obvious is, is that we were at home, you know, and that, that's not rocket science. But I, I think there was, a, there was a higher level of confidence uh, for this team, whether it be offensively or whether it be the bullpen. You know, the Notre Dame series was tough because, uh, you know, you, you follow baseball, you know that one swing, one pitch, you know, can change a game. And the Cards lost the series because one pitch, one swing, you know, they lost two games. They lost two one-run games, and that put us on that stretch I think I talked about 
after the opener at NC State where they blew a lead late that they had lost five straight games on the road by one run, including the two in the Super Regional. And so, you know, I think there was a little bit of a, a snake bit feeling. And, and Dan kind of took the blame for the loss at NC State. But uh, the Saturday game at NC State was awful. And then the Sunday game, things came around a little bit. You felt really good. But with Lipscomb, it, I don't know. It, Lipscomb was just better that night. And it was kind of a strange night. But with Boston College, I, I think it was just a matter of uh, you've got a captain in Jack Payton who is probably as good a captain as we've had since I've been here, or at least he's up there. And I think he kind of willed this team to prove that they were the better team in the series. And, and, you know, Boston college was a team that on paper, you look at it and you go, how is this team eighth in the country? Like they, they do everything okay, but nothing great. And I think it was just a matter of the cards being able to, to put it all together. They obviously had the scare uh, in the ninth inning, you know, as they were, uh, they gave up three runs, cut it to within two. They had the, the go ahead run at the plate, uh, but they were able to, to get the save. And then, yeah, the improbable comeback was, was one of the weirder games I've seen because it was, it was tied at eight after three, after it was eight, nothing after the second, one more run was scored in the fifth and then it was over. But uh, I, th- I think the home field advantage is probably the primary reason. But I think the secondary reason is that you've got some leadership from Jack Payton and, and you also got some performances on the mound that were, were fantastic. Ryan Hawks has been so consistent and, you just love whether a series is coming down to needing to salvage, to win it, to win the series, or to go for the sweep to hand off to Carson Liggett because he's been fantastic on Sundays. So after the sweep, Louisville riding high, the next step was supposed to be the rivalry game on Tuesday against Kentucky, the first of two Battle of the Bluegrass games. That gets postponed. And last night we have this impromptu game against Bellarmine that's set up. And the cards, they win handily. They play well. They win 14-2. to but the game itself was sort of uh, of secondary importance. Describe to us last night the scenes, the two teams coming together, the tributes that they were able to do, and just the, the general feeling in the stadium last night. Yeah, it, it was emotional. You know, I, uh, I was at home in, in Thornton, Colorado, with my one-year-old son uh, when, when Columbine happened. And, you know, it was miles from my house, and it was jarring. And it was, you know, it was rare at the time. And, and now we've, we've become so commonplace, but my office is downtown across the street from the Yum Center. And when I drive to work every morning, I turn left on Main one block away from the, the old National Bank building. And so I was at that intersection at like 8.15 in the morning on Monday, not thinking anything of it, obviously. And then we get an email at work that we're pretty much shelter in place until 2 o'clock. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where there's just not a lot of work getting done because you're so concerned. And then you find out all the connections of the people that were next door neighbors with one of the victims, people that, you know, had working relationships with the victims. They went to the same parish. And it's, uh, you know, there's always a reality to it, no matter where it happens. But we have definitely become numbed to the situation. And for me, as a broadcaster, I took it upon myself. This is the first time I've ever done this in 30 years. I scripted my open because I, I didn't want to mess it up. But I also wanted to take an opportunity to take a mild stance, you know, on, on the way we treat this and, and help people understand that instead of looking down at people, we need to lift them up and that it's okay not to be okay. And that, you know, the, the track record of doing nothing to address this hasn't worked hasn't worked at all. So it's time to actually take some action. 
And so I, I scripted an open. I got some positive feedback on Twitter. That was great. But at the end of the open, I, I tried to clarify that, you know, we're, we're going to try to give you an escape for three hours. You know, and this is a game. And I'm going to broadcast it like any other game. You know, this, this is the moment now that we're going to focus on the tragedy. But from here on forward, we're just going to broadcast the game. And, and we, don't, we don't do it ignoring the kind of pain that not just families and friends of those that were, were killed, but everybody. I mean, everybody in this community was affected. And so it was a difficult transition for me to just broadcast the game. And I, I did my open before the pregame ceremony. And, and then I watched the pregame ceremony, and it was, uh, it was a beautiful visual. I think social media did a great job of capturing it. And, uh, you know, with Chris Dominguez as the head coach at Bellarmine and that extra touch as one of Dan's former players on the first team he had, uh, it, was, uh, it was a very emotional night. And I was glad there was some time between my open, the actual ceremony itself, and the first pitch to just, you know, kind of collect myself because – it's not just the second time I've been up close and personal as much as you want to be without actually being involved in, in a mass shooting. But, you know, I'm also of an age that, uh, you know, we, we lived in fear in junior high and high school of mutually assured destruction and then the nuclear winter that would follow with the Cold War. And, and I know this, this doesn't really compare to people that have actually been through some of these actions, but it's just it's, it's interesting when you're kind of given that wake-up call of, what you can fear day to day and, and why nothing's being done about it. And so it was, it was difficult to just talk about a baseball game for nine innings. But at the same time, I think there was a feel, there was a, a thought that maybe that's what some people needed. And so I just hope that uh, in some way we provided that. I thought speaking of providing something that, that people needed at this time, Dan McDonald is one of those guys who's just, he's built, for moments like these, you never want to be in these specific instances, but it seems like he's somebody who handles adversity exceptionally well. And, and he's talked about, I've always been impressed by the way he, that he's responded to questions and conversations after, and obviously this is a, a much less important situation, but when the team has sure. suffered bad losses to end of season, when they've come up short uh, in Omaha or before getting to Omaha, I'm always impressed by the way that he's handled that and, and sort of just recognizing the levity of the situation, the gravity of the situation, but also you know, kind of putting it in perspective. And I thought his comments in the videos that have been out on by UofL social media team, the comments that he made when he was promoting the game on local news stations, they all were just so well done. He referred to it as community service and all this stuff. Like He, he just seems like a guy, one of the few people who just like, you need to have those types of people in your community in these types of situations because they handle it so well. Yeah, and I think to his credit, there <laughs> it speaks to his character because that's not something he has to work on. That's who Dan McDonald is. And so uh, I think part of the perspective, at least personally, as I hear you say that, the, the first thing that popped into my head is when you are a football coach, you know, if you're a Nick Saban, how many losses has he had in the last 15 years? 20? 25? You know, when you're a baseball coach, you know, if you're in the big leagues, you're, you know, they always say you're going to win 50, you're going to lose 50. It's what you do with the other 62. And when college baseball, it's kind of a, you're going to win 15, you're going to lose 15. And when you're a good batter, you know, you're failing six of 10 times. And so baseball is a sport of inherent failure, you know, and so it is, you need to be strong willed to be able to, to succeed at baseball. 
and and baseball is also cruel in its failures because we we watched Isaac Humphrey up at Cincinnati and just mired in a slump, hit three balls over 100 miles an hour, and they were all caught. And so I think there there's a a need in baseball for you to be able to recognize adversity and to overcome that adversity. And I think Dan is really well equipped as a leader to help people understand that. And from day one, his policy with the media and his policy with the players were, were twofold with the media. He said, I, I, and I was his media relations director at the time working for Kenny Klein. His stance was I'll do every interview and anybody that wants to follow the team, they can come in the dugout. Like I, I want the cameras in here. I want the media full access. And, and so that's the way we handled things. And then as far as the fans go, you know, he meets in right field with the team after a game, win or lose. And after that, the celebration of the win and the disappointment of the loss are gone, and it's time to go meet the fans, sign autographs, be cordial, um, you know, and, and be, be a, good, a good steward of the program. And so I think uh, as much as people gripe when a team loses a series on the road about Dan McDonald, I, those people are stupid because not only do we have one of the winningest, if not the winningest coaches in all of college baseball since he arrived in 07, but as evidenced by what he did last night, he is one of the classiest, most noble and humble people that you will see leading a program. And if you think you can grab somebody better, I defy you to prove that to me. Starting Cardinal Baseball here with Sean Moth, the voice of UVL Baseball. Uh, looking ahead to this weekend, Cards hosting Wake Forest. It is a Wake Forest team that is number two right now in the D1Baseball.com rankings behind only LSU. They're the highest-ranked team uh, out of the ACC. They're the only non-SEC team in the top five. Uh, is this Deacon team for real? They certainly look like it so far with a 28-4 and record. Uh, what does Louisville need to do to come out with a, a series victory here against them? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Wake Forest is kind of terrifying. Um, they are, uh, they and Virginia have clearly set themselves up as the best teams in the ACC without question. But at the same time, they've done so by winning at home. Uh, Wake is 29 and four overall, 12 and two in the ACT, ACC. They're 20 and one in their home ballpark, which is an absolute bandbox. Now you say that. And so you're saying, oh, okay, they win every game 10 to five, you know, 14 to two. That's not the case. Their team ERA is 232, and their weekend starters, Rhett Lauder, who's going to be a first-round pick, goes uh, 6-0 and with a 184 ERA. Their Saturday guy who transferred in from Northwestern is 5-1 and with a 156 ERA. And their worst starter, Josh Hartle, is 6-1 and with a 194 earned run average. And they've all thrown over 40 innings this year in, in their starts. And so they have a terrifying rotation who has a chance to each of them be all ACC. And if that's not enough, they've got some incredible pieces offensively. They've got a sophomore outfielder in Tommy Hawk. Nick Kurtz is having a great year. Brock Wilkin is some people's, you know, first-round draft pick. Uh, it's They're absolutely loaded. And it's intriguing to watch because they've only really been good one or two or three times over the course of my tenure here at Louisville. And uh, until Virginia won the national championship in 2015, they were the only program in the ACC to win a national title. And that was in 1955. And even when they've been good, they don't draw at home. And so I don't know what they're doing in Winston-Salem not to follow this team, but as fans of baseball here in Louisville, I guarantee you that if you come to the games this weekend, you're going to look back in five years and go, oh, yeah, those four guys are in the big leagues now because this is just going to be an unbelievable series. And it's, I think the home field advantage is probably going to be the biggest factor 
that can play in the cards' favor. You, you don't want to look too far ahead. I mean, Louisville still has five series in conference play remaining after this. But when you look at the standings and you see Wake Forest out to such a, I mean, a 12-2 and start, we're sitting there at 7-5. and five. This definitely feels like one of those where if we don't take two out of three, it's going to be awfully hard for us to you know win our billionth ACC Atlantic Division title in, in a row or whatever it is at this point. Like this, If we're going to have a shot to win the conference and be a, a top seed in the ACC tournament and have a, a good shot at hosting a regional, it feels like we need to, I don't want to say take care of business, but we need to at least hold up our, our end of the bargain here at home against these guys this weekend. Yeah, I think that's 100% accurate, and it's amplified by the fact that when they leave Louisville, they'll play three games at Pitt, and I love the city. I love a lot about their program. They're hot garbage this year. I mean, they're just bad. <laughs> they just took midweek losses to Youngstown State and Kent State. I mean, they're just not a good baseball team this year. Uh, they'll play Boston College at home, which will have that home field advantage against a good Boston College team. They're at Florida State, who Florida State is historically bad for their program. They're 13-19 and 19 under first-year head coach. And, and then they have Virginia Tech to close out the season, and that's at home. And so when you look at us being able to gain ground on them in the standings, a sweep is really going to be the only way we have a chance of trying to keep it close because the cards go to Duke, who's 21 and 11. They go to, or they host 25th ranked Miami, which should be a great series. I'd say they get a break at Clemson, but Clemson's playing a little better of late. And then we go to Virginia, who is not lost at home. And then we have Florida State at home to finish out the season. So, uh, I think there's no question we have the more difficult slate ahead. Now, they have a bye week, so there's games in hand. But uh, you're absolutely right. If you want to contend for the ACC Atlantic Division title, you're going to need to sweep Wake Forest. Now, we last night, I don't know if you have any insight on this, we, we brought Greg Frone into the game uh, in, in the fifth inning. He's been the number two starter. Could we potentially see a, a, a shakeup in, in the weekend rotation? Obviously, uh, Hawks is going to, the, the Friday star is not going to change, but are we going to see maybe a little bit of a shakeup this weekend? I think it's entirely possible. I think it was difficult to read too much into it because, for one, Ferone hasn't been awful. He just hasn't been as sharp as he was in his first couple of starts. And he's, he's already proven he can pitch out of the bullpen. He was the closer to start the season because of Tate Keener's injuries. But his, his outing at NC State wasn't as bad as it looked on paper because he left a couple of guys on and the bullpen didn't pick him up. His outing, obviously, last weekend against Boston College wasn't razor sharp. But because of that, he only threw an inning plus, and so he threw 48 pitches. And so a lot of times, especially on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday week, you want to get that guy some work, and instead of having him throw a bullpen, you might as well let him throw an inning and face live hitters. So it's entirely possible that the coaches are not going to sway at all from what they did, and it's going to be Ferone on Saturday, and it's going to be Liggett on Sunday. But again, with that short week, it's entirely possible that we could be looking at Hawks on Friday. We could see Liggett move up to Saturday, and Riley Phillips, who started the season in the weekend rotation, could possibly slot in as well. I don't have any insight on it, but I think uh, those are two possibilities. I think you could also potentially see Phillips in for Ferone in the Saturday spot straight up. I Personally, I don't want to tinker with Carson Liggett. I love throwing him on Sundays because uh, he's been our most consistent starter. But I, I, I don't know that the coaches are ready to give up on Ferone as a, as a weekend starter. But in the same light, he has proven that he can pitch out of the bullpen. So it's going to be interesting to see. The only other clue I saw is uh, because I'm, I'm just a little crazy, I sometimes come home and watch the game as I wind down. And I saw that Riley Phillips was charting pitches. 
And a lot of times the guy that charts pitches is going to be the next starter. And so it was definitely an interesting observation. But right now, even though I'm the quote-unquote radio guy, it's pure speculation on my behalf. All right, Trevor, we got uh, Sean Moss on. You're finally on at the same time. You've been asking for this, for this forever. What do you want to say to Sean? Oh, uh, 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 hi, Sean. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Is that all you got? Uh, <laughs> you know, the old days of the baseball games on 1450 feel like 100 years ago. Oh, man, those were fun. I used to sit there and play PS4 while listening to you. <laughs> Not on the TV. I did so many, I did so many uh, dynasties in Madden during those days. Oh, those were good times. Yeah, okay. No, I, I literally have one, one question, one question only. What is your thoughts on Shallow How? Oh, God. Shut up, so Mike. You have I no taste. The, I love the Fairley Brothers. Nah, I, 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 I thought I thought we're cutting right there. <laughs> That's it. I, I, thank you, Sean. It was great having you on. <laughs> yeah. Trevor, I've never seen the movie. <laughs> oh, man. I, <laughs> I know. I, I've seen almost all the Fairley Brothers films, and I, I do like their humor. I love me, myself, and Irene. Oh, I, mean, I love they're, it, they're, yeah. And I've seen some of their... I've seen some of their obscure ones too. I just I never saw Shallow Hal. Did you ever see and, Outside uh, Providence? I, I, no, you know what? I haven't seen that either. But uh, I, I I would almost tend to believe I've seen almost every other one. And and I I think Dumb and Dumber holds up as just one of the classics of all right. time. So I, I I laugh out loud when I watch that every time. It doesn't. It just doesn't matter. And there's so many lines in that movie that just. Like when he's choking him and he says, your hands are freezing after he didn't let him have the gloves. <laughs> gloves. Like, it's genius. Your hands are freezing. And just, oh, so good. So I, I'm sorry I'm not going to be able to weigh in on the, uh, the shallow hell debate. I, actually, I was thinking, didn't, didn't we decide that you needed to watch Slapshot and I, Mike needed to watch Beverly Hills Cop? Well, did, did you we did watch Slapshot. Yeah, I did watch Slapshot and I loved it. Okay. I, I, I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. But th- that's a good point. Did you ever watch Beverly Hills Cop? I did not. This is see Sean. This this is what I'm doing. This is all the, the, the most selfish person in radio right here. I give, wow. and I give, and I yeah. give. I give my heart and soul to this show, and this is what yeah. I get in return. I get nothing. Yeah, I. You, you get the long COVID. I'm a parent of two young children. Yeah, yeah I, I get I excuses. Know. Is what I get. I have I have to go play golf at Valhalla. Oh yeah. So I can't show up to the Christmas party because I'm <laughs> doing nothing. You know, I can't, I can't watch what you, I, I make you promise that, I'm, you know what, you're, Mike, you're fine. Sean, how would you like to be a radio host? <laughs> I've been down that road, Trevor, no thanks. I, I mean, I, we I can, can, no. we can continue the cracking and, and in front of me. we can continue our cracking and avalanche debate. I That's mean. That's right. You guys can keep the rivalry yeah. going. Mm. Plus, okay. plus, plus, I like the, plus, I, you know, I do love the old Doug Moe days of Denver basketball, so we can talk about oh. that. I mean, who else can bring a fat I, Lieber with you other than me? It's true. Hey, it was it was so fun to be able to win. Yet Lafayette Fat Lever yep. might be my favorite Nugget of all time. David Thompson probably edges him out. But I, having worked for the Nuggets for two years, I had the honor of meeting everybody you just mentioned. They, you know, I met Fat Lever, I met Doug Moe, I met a lot of those people, and so it was a fun organization. There's no question about it. And uh, gosh, they're they're actually kind of good again. So who knows what might happen in the playoffs? See, I need you around when I'm when I'm when I'm getting crap about my defending Alex English as one of the best scorers in history. Oh, and I also met Alex English, and I've seen his movie Amazing Grace and Chuck. <laughs> How about that? Can you say that you've seen that one? <laughs> no. The Can't first say time I've heard of that okay. one. <laughs> the shoe is yeah, finally is on the other reason. foot here. I'm gonna have to go check there's, Hulu there's, on that one when I get home. <laughs> so, so there's there's one. I'll get I'll give you that one. There's one there. Amazing Grace and Chuck with Alex English, and then one on one with Robbie Benson. 
Now, have you, either of you seen that? No, I'm not familiar with that one either. Okay, so that, that was filmed at Colorado State, and it was kind of a blue chips, way before blue chips. And it's a just a, a hilariously awful movie about bone, you know, boosters giving money under the table and well, no, I've seen that. freshmen coming into a program. That's the guy that everybody said yeah. looked like, look, look like David Levitch. That was the thing back in the day. Was everyone said there Robbie Benson looked yeah. like David Levitch? Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, I've seen one filmed in in my home arena in my hometown, Fort Collins, Colorado. It's a truly Crazy. awful sports movie. It's just it's not good. It's I'm just sorry. it's just brutal. Well, on, on that note, Sean, what was the last brutal. good movie you did see? I need a recommendation because this 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 oh small way to me with nothing. I gave you shrimp. I I'm not much of a movie guy. That's the irony of this. Um, I uh, I mean I enjoy the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so I think the okay. the Wakanda Forever is the last movie I saw that uh, is really worth any mention. How about this? I'll I'll throw out a classic. My son's a little bit of a movie buff, and he's put put us into forcing us to watch movies that we you know should have watched. Have either of you seen Twelve Angry Men? I've seen I've, 12 Monkeys. I saw it in a film okay. <laughs> class when I was like 18. It's been forever ago, but I have seen it. It it is worth it is worth revisiting. It is a it is an absolute classic. It's got an incredible cast. It has the uh, 6 degrees of Kevin Bacon on 1 degree to Christmas Vacation. Um and uh and it's uh it's well worth the watch. It's a great flick. I got nothing to do tonight. I'm watching it. There it is. We're taking his suggestion. I know. He, I know. I know. I know. Schmo on here over here is not going to watch. You know, Beverly Hills Cop, despite how much it'll make his life better. But you know, stop. See, <laughs> and the the problem with Beverly Hills Cop is you're starting to talk about you know that when you talk about '80s movies, like we try to introduce my son to like, oh, this is a great movie, and he watches it, like that was terrible. Like <laughs> a lot of movies just don't stand the test of time. Like Breakfast Club kind of does but but a lot of the others from that era you know like footloose like come on you know it, like we loved it when it came out i was out. gonna say i love uh, footloose <laughs> yeah if, if you're from the era you you still embrace it but if you can look through it through a different lens you're like what was i thinking the nerd that does the dance scene in the end of footloose has been my goal in life to learn how to do that he does like this mm. thing. i mean there's a great scene if you know footloose you know what i'm talking about there's he's got the glasses complete av nerd like pure 80s av nerd kid and he does this great like little dance at the very beginning in the line. Oh, it's so awesome! Yep, I want to do. I wanted to learn yep. to do it my whole life. All right, Trevor, you have to let Sean go. It's, no, Sean's staying. It's time. Uh, Please, <laughs> can five more minutes, Mom? Please. Louisville and Wake Forest kick off a three-game set tomorrow at six o'clock. You'll be able to hear uh, Sean Moth calling all the action this weekend on uh, our sister station nine seventy WGTK as well as ninety three nine The Ville. Sean, best of luck this weekend. Uh, we'll be talking to you again soon. Sounds good, and I, I just might see you out of Valhalla that day. There he is. There, I, I can't wait. We're all, it's all happening. Trevor's not going to be there. It's going to be great. Uh, he is Sean Moth. He's oh, I'll the best. Be there. <laughs> we love him. Uh, we're talking Carter. If we sweep, we have to have Sean on every single week now. I think we just need to have him on. Please. Every I think week we should have here. him on, yeah. Yeah, very good. All right. Uh, we will, uh, we'll go to break now. We come back. Hour number three is on the way next. We'll uh, rehash some of our thoughts on the, the transfer portal stuff. Mackenzie and Baco Radio, and we'll get to the Thornton Sex Line at 502 414 1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It continues next here on the Big X.
take whatever's left and take it with you out the door see if i cry see if i shed a single sorry tear i can't say that it's been that great no in fact it's been a wasted worry here right, welcome in final hour here of the thursday edition of mike weatherford show big thanks to sean moss for spending some time with us there talk some cardinal baseball Reminder, we've got uh, big-time soccer this weekend at Lynn Family Stadium. Lou City FC is taking on San Antonio FC in a rematch of last year's USL Championship Final. The boys in purple looking for a little bit of revenge after San Antonio won the USL last season. It's also college night, so arrive early to Lynn Family Stadium, and you'll have access to $2 beers as well as a T-shirt giveaway. Also, stay late for the silent disco and other yard games in the fan zone. If you're looking for tickets, call 502-LUCITY, or you can visit lucity.com slash tickets. Uh, we're going to have some giveaways coming up in the next couple of weeks. We had some ticket giveaways last week. We're back to having some T-shirt giveaways, some scarf giveaways for both Lucity and Racing Lou. But it's going to be a big weekend out there at Lynn Family Stadium. So stop on in and cheer on Lucity FC. Uh, Trevor, we were talking during the break and actually was going to bring it up uh, at the beginning of the hour anyway. We made our kind of throwaway NBA picks the last two nights for these playing games. I'm 4-0. And I picked two underdogs yesterday. <laughs> I somehow, like, sports betting cannot come to Kentucky soon enough because I, I mean, before the NFL season, I said Chiefs winning the Super Bowl over the 49ers was was very close to getting that correct. And you were very high on my Eagles as well. I was high. I picked yeah. your Eagles to win the division. You thought the yeah. Cowboys were going to. Yeah. I picked UConn to win the national championship before you the did. NCAA tournament. You did. I, I, I told you the Reds bullpen was going to suck. Nobody else saw that coming. Nobody nobody thought this was going to be an issue. Um, And now I haven't missed an NBA playoff game yet. I'm 4-0. We were on the other side of the river. You should have bet last night. I should have. I should have. You're four and zero, and is in in and just complete opposite. I'm zero and four. You are. I've missed. We've gone apparently opposite on every game, and I have missed them. Is do we have any games left? I mean, is there like a play in for like the sixth seed now or something? Now there's two games left. I actually I didn't realize how it worked until no one knows how it so, works. So the 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 seven and eight seeds played two nights ago, and whoever won that got in as the seven seed. So the Lakers won their game. They're the seven seed in the playoffs. The team that lost still has a chance to get in. Last night's games were elimination games. They had the nine and the ten seeds play. So the winner. I feel like it's. Remember the old um, Price is Right, the hole in one, and he would like. Or two. Or two. That's my picture. Like Adam Silver being like, we lost the playing game. Or not. Well, it's true for the first first two playing games. Last night's, the loser went home, but the winner isn't isn't in the playoffs. Now they'll play the losers from. Uh, Tuesday night for the eight seed. So it'll be Bulls versus Heat tomorrow and Thunder versus Timberwolves. And then we get on Saturday, we start like the, the real, the standard, you know, one versus eight, two versus seven, three versus six, four versus five series. Uh-huh. Um, so so the, the, the Lakers are... The, the are, six-month track that is the NBA playoffs. God, it's so long. So is the NHL playoffs, but I I love it. Uh, it's it's Look, it's sports. It's fine. But, uh, yes, the Lakers were in, but we don't know who's going to get the eight seed in the, the east or the west yet. It'll either be the Bulls, who had a crazy comeback last night. Did you see DeMar DeRozan's daughter uh, annoying the hell out of everybody, but also being very – like, she was screaming, like, this this very high-pitched, insane scream during every one of the free throws. Um, and, and, like, it ended up kind of working. Like, she, she had a – the Raptors went 18 of 36 from the free throw line. A master class in being annoying. This girl just killed it. She basically got the Bulls into the uh, potentially into the playoffs. Yeah, you played Donovan. You had nothing to do with it. 
it's all was it Kiera? I think is her, is her name DeRozan. She she nailed it. Zach Levine also scoring thirty nine points probably helped a little bit <laughs> of secondary prominence. All right, we've talked that. There no so there's no games tonight. No games tonight. We have literally have nothing to pick tonight, do we? Uh we we have uh, NHL. MLB. Are you telling, asking or telling me that? I'm, I'm telling you. Okay, you seem very questionable about it. We've got NHL. We've got MLB. Okay. We've got, uh, I mean, tonight, your Kraken don't play. The Avs play. Okay. The, oh, the Kraken, they play late night. They play Vegas. Well, That's a big game. Yeah, well, they're West Coast teams. Yeah, we'll pick that. 1030 ESPN. It's on national TV. You can watch it tonight. That's what you're doing. Really? It's on, I, should, I should watch it. ESPN, 1030, puck drop in Seattle. I mean, only, the only thing I got on my, my plate tonight is watch 12 Angry Men. There you go. I'm going to watch that tonight. I've never seen it. I saw I, I honestly, I remember, like, it was a film class that I took, I think, in high school. And, like, I was, the I took two in college that I really liked. And I remember paying way more. And, like, high school, you know, you're just kind of like, oh, this is whatever. Like, I remember watching it and liking the movie, but I don't remember much about it. It's been a long See, time. I loved when we saw movies in high school. I remember some of the movies that, that, that I saw in high school classes I probably would have never seen. Uh, I mean, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, I remember watching in high school, which I love. It was a great movie. As well as, um, uh, uh, River runs through it, which is not a classic, but still good. It's and... not. <laughs> That's really good one. I used to have a teacher that I would, whatever movie he rented for a dollar on Tuesdays at Kroger's, we'd watch on Wednesday for an hour. <laughs> it was so awesome. <laughs> Greatest freshman science class ever. <laughs> we, uh, I saw Baylor Shineman just now, so he's back to Creighton. Except for we only got an hour of it. So I would leave like an hour in the class and be like, what the hell happened? Yeah. Did Meryl Streep get back alive? Um, transfer portal continuing to roll on. I can't keep track. Dennis Jenkins is following Rick Pitino from Iona to St. John's. Baylor Shireman's coming back to, to Creighton. Adama Sanogo is keeping his collegiate eligibility, but is focused on going pro. Nahima Lean is transferring from UConn. It's just, it's all, it's all happening. That's just, it's, it's everywhere. And yet we're, we need to get involved in this. We need to get some of these guys. It's happened. Uh, but we've got uh, Cardinal baseball tomorrow. I'm excited about this series. Wake Forest will be a huge test. You hate Wake Forest. I don't like Wake Forest. You've like never it. been a fan of Winston-Salem. Across the board. I mean, Winston-Salem's yeah. fine. Just the the people, the athletic program, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of. Could I swear at one point you told me it was a cesspool. I don't think I ever said that. I think you said it was the armpit of the Carolinas. No. I thought that was the term you used. No. Maybe it was somebody else. You're loosely quoting me. <laughs> We talked about McKenzie and Baco. The new reports out there that seem to all indicate that Louisville uh, is in front there in his recruitment. We had the transfer portal update. Trevor did the song. It was great. Um, we <laughs> talked about... Uh, Copyright pending. <laughs> we talked about Tyler Perry. We talked about some of the other guys that have committed elsewhere. Arkansas is still getting everybody. Uh, that's annoying. It's just... Damn a, Walmart. Yeah, it, it's, it's all a lot. We have not... We've been, been to Arkansas. Why do people want to go to Arkansas? I've been to Arkansas. I think I've only driven through it. Now, Mary really likes, she used to have to go to Little Rock a lot for work, and she really liked Little Rock. I've actually never been to Little Rock. I mean, I've been to Arkansas. Well, I mean, I've driven through it, and I've, I've actually stayed technically in Arkansas because it's right across the road from Memphis. And I stayed there instead of actually in Memphis. Okay. So, I mean, cause, I mean but yeah. I mean, I've never been to Hot Springs, so I've heard it's pretty fun. Never been there either. It's like, that's like where, you know, Bill Clinton got his reputation, supposedly. Uh, I know Keith Wynn has a lot of family in Arkansas, so he's always down there. And they're, I know Roush went there. And he cool. loved it. Oh, really? He, he said he was all because of the Walmart museum. He was fascinated <laughs> by it. Oh, well, there's a. How do you make a museum for Walmart? Like, <laughs> I didn't know there was one. There is. And like, what do you like? <laughs> you see, on the football side of things, we talked a lot about basketball recruiting. Football. There was a guy that we've 
I think a lot of people just sort of assumed he was going to come here. Beanie Bishop, who played here locally, he's a, he's a local kid. He played the last couple of seasons at Minnesota, one of the better defensive back transfers in the transfer portal. And for like a, a, several weeks there, he was just kind of like, Cardination, what's up? Like Doing all the things that you expect somebody who's eventually going to commit to your program to do. And he committed to West Virginia yesterday, which just kind of came out of nowhere. That was a little mm-hmm. bit of a surprise, but his loss. Uh, also, did you see, I love when, when people like this get shot down. So Ben Roethlisberger was on a, a football podcast, and he said, talking about Lamar Jackson, you just don't fear him sitting in the pocket and picking you apart, was his exact quote. Yeah, I, I saw him trending. I saw, I saw the quote. I kind of looked over, but I didn't really read into it. And then Bill Barnwell went back and looked at it. He's like, ESPN has had a, a passer rating for just in the pocket since all the way back in 2009. So not the very beginning of Ben's NFL career, but for most of his NFL career. Ben's pocket passer rating from 2009 through 2021 is 94.2. Lamar's pocket passer rating from 2018 to 2022 is 97.9. And QBR, if you want to look at that in the pocket, Lamar, 64.9. Roethlisberger, 63.4. So, shut up, Ben. Suck. <laughs> Get out of our lives. I'm glad you used the stats, but still people more feared, I think, Ben, than they do Lamar in the pocket. Go be creepy. Ben. <laughs> go, go hang out the Little Elvis. <laughs> I mean, how do you ever forget a place called the Little Elvis? Uh, the, the last basketball note to get to is I, I talked to some, somebody, actually somebody reached out to me about where you move on. Lamar is going to be a Raven, right? I mean, it sure feels like it, I mean, right? With the OB with the, uh, the OBJ stuff, which the, I know you yeah. hate. Uh, well, cause he sucks. <laughs> I mean, he's, I mean, he's good. That's why if Lamar's him. excited. I'm excited. I guess, but I mean, it's just, I mean, we're going to find it. Cause they, 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 the offensive coordinator they hired is somebody who wants to run a more wide open pass heavy offense. So it sounds like we're going to find out whether People are afraid of Lamar in the pocket or his teammates or his opponent. Yeah, get him some get him some weapons. Somebody's going to be scared. Get him some weapons. Uh, the last thing that I wanted to get to before we go to the text line, because the text line has been neglected for the last hour or so. Yeah, I'm sorry. Word about L. Ellis. Because initially it came out and everybody was saying he's going to go to NC State. He still may. I know NC State is high on him. I know they're recruiting, but they've gotten a couple of guys since, since L. Ellis was, has been out there. I think NC State is recruiting him very, very hard. But two schools, somebody who covers the portal, covers college basketball, was like, to my knowledge, these schools have reached out to him and, and want him more than anybody else. One is Indiana, which I don't know how I'd feel about. We may play them next year. I mean, Indiana's also re- in a complete kind of rebuild right now. They need some guards. Yeah, they need they need a lot right now. But yeah. And two is Miami. So I did see them. I hadn't seen Indiana. I saw the Miami one out there, though. Miami is Miami's interesting to me because there's st- like, Nigel Pack's coming back. He's got the two-year NIL deal. Well, didn't Wong sign a two-year deal too? We don't know. Wong's details was never were never public. We just know he's getting more as much as Pack. At least we just know that something happened, yeah. and he was like, "Okay, cool. I'm not transferring. I'm sorry, my bad. I'm deleting the tweet." But he he has the potential to come back for one more year to use the COVID season. There's yeah, okay. still we still don't know if he's going to. They've also got like Wuga Poplar. It was a freshman last year. He's a guard. He's going to come back. Jordan Miller, I think, is gone. I think that that I think he is he's going to try to go pro, but there's it, it's not like Miami is in need of LLs the way that some other teams are, are in need of him. But it like it also seems like kind of a good fit. They're very much of a up and down guard heavy, not particularly focused on defense yeah. type team. Like I can see him having success there. If you but he's going to have to share. If he was worried about sharing the spotlight here and sharing some of the offensive usage, like, my goodness, he's going to have to defer a lot more down there at Miami than he would have had 
to coming back this year and sharing the backcourt with Scott Clark. I mean, those, both all three of those schools, I mean, make sense for him, though. I mean, I, I could see. I don't know how much with Woodson. I mean, I, I, I mean I, I'm not a big Woodson fan anyway as a coach, but, I mean, I know IU does need bodies. I mean, losing yeah, guys. Sure. And I know they brought in a big center from, from Oregon. or Kalilware, yeah. Yeah, from Oregon, yeah. The McDonald's American kids, so. I mean, I know, and, and they lost most of their guards. So they, I know they need bodies. I mean, NC State does kind of make the most like sense when you think of the way NC State plays and State losing both their backcourt. L can kind of step in and be, you know, another you know, poor man's Trayvon Smith, which, you know, a little bit to a degree. But I think in Miami, you're right, makes sense too. I I just hate the fact that it's all schools, all the schools he's looking at we're gonna play, are the ones that we're, yeah, yeah we're, we're going to play. And that kind of leads me back to what you said. I think it was yesterday or day before when you mentioned that, where you're like, you're seeing, I feel like we're seeing this more and more because with all the you know recruiting and transfer portal, there's only so much scouting you can do that right. these are kids that are like, you're going to go recruit in the transfer portal, someone you know, and the ones that you know are the ones you've played. Right. And you've watched film on. I mean, you're not going to go after, you know, a kid from Arizona State when you've never, you, when you don't, you know, if you're, at, you know, at, you know, Mississippi, you don't play them. I you mean, may have time to scout a handful of kids in the portal, look at their film and stuff. But like, you can't scout 50 kids. No. And it's all happening so fast. So if you're, if you're Kevin Keats, you may be like, well, I know what Ellis can do. I've gone up against him the last two years. He fits our system. Well, that's a no break. Like we don't have to do any sort of extra work. Let's start recruiting him right now. Whereas if you're told that a kid from Montana state is a good score, the numbers look good, but you, I mean, you still have to do your, your homework. Yeah, you want to see a film on him. You want to, you know, maybe talk to people about what his character yeah. is, like talk about like how, how he wants to play, like all that stuff. And you can't, you don't want to waste your time. I mean, imagine spending like an entire night researching a kid from Montana state. And then the next morning you realize he's got like no interest in you or he's a terrible fit. Like that's annoying. So you can see why a lot, like why, how Jalen Withers can end up at UNC. He played really well against North Carolina the last couple of years. They're like, Okay, we can use it. We want to play that style. We want to have guys in the corners. He can play that game. And yeah. we can always assume, I know it, it, it debunks what we're saying here, but with Lance, I mean, he's played his you know, prep ball in Arizona. I mean, he's recruited I, heavily by, by And State they were recruited by him, yeah, yeah, coming out of high school. So it wasn't, you know, any, it wasn't like a scenario where that we played against him because we didn't. But I mean, yeah, you're, I mean, I think that's at some point, maybe, I mean, how far we are, but I mean, you're going to have to start seeing teams like, designating like a, a scout or a coach to just follows basically transfer portal. It's funny that you said that today, Quinny Piak, uh, their head coach announced that he was leaving the school and going to Villanova um, to assume Baker Dunleavy. He's taking a job at Villanova where he's just going to oversee like NIL yeah. transfer portal fundraising and an athlete brand marketing. Like he's just doing all this stuff where he's basically his job is going to be keeping an eye on the portal, keeping an eye on NIL, seeing what players want, managing Brad. Like this is the future. Like you're going to have to have like designated you have, jobs. You have three for assistants these for your like bench assistants, like, uh-huh. you know, which everyone has. You have your three assistants, and then it's, yeah, and, you know, yeah, you have the yeah. We're gonna have to have like you know what used to be called like film scouts or whatever, uh, uh, video scouts, mm-hmm. video coordinator, video coordinator. Yeah, I mean that's just it's a modern version of that. You still have that guy. But now, like you said, you have a guy that pretty much just focuses only on, like, I don't know, what he, does he follow, like, social media to see if there's a, a good player in Iowa that's, that's disgruntled? I mean, I how, think, <laughs> how do you? I think you kind of have to. Because, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's so weird because during the season, I mean, short of, like, a Sky Clark situation, 
you know, we we don't know who's going to enter. I mean, who who's to know that, you know, your, your boy out of Oral Roberts is going to enter the transfer portal? Who who knew that? Right. You know, I mean, I guess weather's probably. I mean, but most Louisville players are pretty easy to figure out. But I mean, there's some situations where their players are like, is it in a transfer? Who, I mean, Tyler Perry, who'd have known? There are probably a lot of times where you're, you know, a kid because you recruited him heavily. He was a four star prospect, maybe a low end five star prospect, and of course we're talking about big time programs here. And you keep tabs on him, and you see that maybe he's only playing 15 minutes a game as a freshman, and then you can kind of kick the time and be like, yeah, like, there may be something there. We may be prepared for that. And it's why you're hearing a lot of coaches who are like, they keep actively recruiting players that they don't really have an interest in signing, or they keep actively recruiting players who they know are going to go to Duke or Kentucky because they want to maintain that relationship in case a year or two from now they're in the portal. Like, let's say that this kid goes to, you know, he's not good enough to play here now, but he goes to Murray State, Morehead State, Western Kentucky, lights it up for two or three years, and then, like, we've got that good relationship with him. We kept recruiting him, and then we bring him in here. Like, we may have a, a leg up on guys. Like, it's just, it's a it's a totally different game than it was even five, six years ago. And you've got to be ad- able to be a, adaptive. Like, Man, it's kind of dirty pull, too, because you, you feel, I mean, there's something kind of creepy about keeping in touch with a, with, a, with a kid who's playing for another team, right? For sure. I mean, does that kind of feel like, you know, you're like, you're like, you're kind of texting a, you know, a girl that has a boyfriend. It's kind of, there's kind of, there's some creepiness to it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we're just friends. It's, it, you're never just friends. Yeah. I mean, you do know what platonic is. It's, it's, la- it's Latin for delay, delay. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's take some text here. Only Latin word I know. Let's take some text here. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Um, Text says AJ Johnson chose the Bloomin' Onion Koala Bears over giving us a chance. I mean, Bloomin' Onions are good. Bloomin' Onions are good. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Australia did bring us, you know, Crocodile Dundee, Outback. Foster's Beer, Outback, Shrimp on the Barbie. I mean, which, by the way, you ever seen that movie? What? Uh, Teach Marion? No. Oh, Shrimp on the Barbie. It's a good movie. I've seen Crocodile it's Dundee. Funny. Uh, you think Crocodile Dundee can't yeah. job. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> you said it was such like, just like bragging. Like, I've seen that. Familiar with Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. <laughs> Been a while, but I saw it. Boomerang. Have you ever tried a boomerang? I don't even know what that is. A boomerang? I, like the, besides the toy, I don't know what a boomerang. Yeah, the boom, not the movie with, with, with Eddie oh, I Murphy. I thought you were saying this was like a meal. The way you were saying it no, made me no. think it was. Yeah, I've, I've played with the boomerang before. Did it come back? Yeah, but it's not like you think it is when it's, when, when the, uh, the concept of a boomerang is laid out to you. You it think you're going to throw it, it's going to come you right think back. you can do whatever you want. Like, like I, I can drop <laughs> kick this thing, and it's going to fly in the air, and it's going to come right back to me. And, and that's not the case? No. And, and the first time that I tried, and it came back to like, the general vicinity of me, but didn't come right back to where my hand was, I was like, well, that's not as fun. Like, I, I thought I was going to be able to launch this thing over the house, and then it would just miraculously come back to right where my hand was. That's what I always thought. That's what I was told was going to happen. And it's, just, it's, not, it's not quite Because Nerf fun. made a boomerang. They did, and that was even worse than like the the real deal. Wooden the wooden one, yeah. I want I want to try, but I've never actually thrown one. I mean, I guess I, I I don't know. Maybe I was just afraid to be disappointed the way you just described you were. But they did bring us the boomerang. Do you know Australia was once a leper island? I did know that it was a prison for England. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why they say that they're all crooks. I learned that in Simpsons. <laughs> They're told it's also flow the uh, anti-clockwork. I knew that, too. Yeah. I learned that from The Simpsons, too. You were talking about how you, you don't pay attention to how we've been doing on tip-offs over the years. Your boy stays there, texted in, and said, Trevor never cares about just the tip. 
Sailor? I can say it was a good joke for one. It was good. I liked it. Look at Sailor. Who says a blind squirrel can't find a nut, right, Say? <sighs> oh, the meme. So the, the Eric Musselman meme that I didn't get that somebody sent in. It's a joke. and it's, it's hard to translate this to radio. The joke is somebody's writing their notes app. Like, you know, all the kids, like they, when they put their, oh, yeah, they use yeah, the notes yeah, app to write the lengthy, like, I'd yeah. like to thank, you know, blah, blah, blah. Having said that, I put in my name, and it's a screenshot of him, of, of a kid writing their notes app message, and then Muscleman's already calling him in the, presumably to recruit him. I don't get the joke. Eric Muscleman, before you even announce that you're in the portal, he's calling you because he knows. He's going, uh, at, he's going after everybody in the portal. Uh huh. Yeah. It's, it's, Again, it's more of a visual thing. It doesn't really work for radio. But I, I appreciate the text. It's a thinker. Texas, uh, how many scholarships do we have left? Are we at capacity if we get Tyler Perry and Mbako? I doubt we get both or either since they'll probably both sign with Arkansas, but just curious about our availability. We don't know because we don't know who's coming back. Well, without not knowing who's coming back, we have plenty then, right? I mean, we, we announced the four guys in the last two days. With Flowers, Clark, Evans. Okay, and, let's, let's, just, let's just do it this way. We, yeah. we know that... Flowers, Evans, Cron Davis, Sky Clark. That's four. We know Caleb Glenn and Curtis Williams. Six. Now, like, we have to kind of get into what we assume. Well, so these don't, so we only have, so that answers kind of your question is now, though, and officially we have, we have only six players on the roster. Only six, but like Mike James, it, it keeps, Mike James is coming back. I mean, don't, don't jinx it. He's saying without saying it that he's coming back. I, I guess, I think that UofL is operating under the idea of like, we don't need to make announcements about players coming back unless they're announcing that they're leaving, assume that they're coming back, which we all kind of thought Ellis was either going to come back That's or go pro. That's the stupidest thing to say ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we need, dumb. and they, they didn't do that last year. Like every player now had like a big announcement. Yeah. So, so, okay, we're at six. So we'll, seven with James. James, okay. Trainer would be eight. Eight, yeah. Um, Emmanuel Core four would be nine. Yeah, okay, yeah. Then I mean the Churchill Abbas kid, we'll see what happens there. That well, would be that would be ten. That would be ten. Then we have Huntley Hatfield. Huntley Hatfield would be eleven. Yeah. So that would leave us with two. Two spots. If, but again, we don't even like we don't know what's happening with Churchill Abbott. I'm just everybody's assuming he's coming. I'm assuming that he's coming. We don't know that. Well, it's not we don't know what's going on with Huntley Hatfield. No. I mean that leaves us two spots. We assume that one would want to go to uh Mbop. Mbako. Mbako. And then we'd have one. I'm just going to call Mbop because it's Sean. <laughs> and then we would have one scholarship available after that, which we would hopefully get a good guard with. I mean, hope. I, I'm more along the lines of prey, yeah. but okay. I mean. And the Holly Hatfield thing is weird to me because, like, with Trainer and James, they've been visible. Like, they've gone to U of L events. Mm-hmm. They've been putting stuff on their, on their social media. And stuff out, Holly yeah. Hatfield's been radio silent, like, basically since the end of the season. He's always been kind of a quiet guy anyway. He is, but, like, we don't like, we don't see him at stuff. We don't hear about him doing stuff. Like, we don't – I've got no idea what's going on there. And we knew – the only thing we knew about his future plans was him saying consistently during the season, like, he came here with the intention of being a guy who was gone to the NBA after this year. Yeah. And he hasn't – he's clearly not going to go through that process because he hasn't – he would have to have already said – I would guess that he's going to you know, at least go through the test the waters, do all that stuff, and he hasn't made that announcement yet. So I think, I mean, the short answer to your question is we either have two, three, or four scholarships available, we think, but we're not 100% sure on any of that. But we we can only definitively say we have six guys on the roster, though, right now. As of right now, yes. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's I think well, it's safe to assume we have at least It's an easy way to pick a starting lineup. Yeah. Who's the sixth man? <laughs> Sorry, Karan. <laughs> You got the least vote of confidence from Kenny Payne. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) 
Texas says, we still have Huntley Hatfield, right? He might be a starter next year. No. I, I think if he comes back, he's got a good shot at being a starter. I agree. Texas says, oh, sorry, KRC text. I keep hearing. Oh, can we talk about KRC text yesterday of this show? What happened? The, the one that apparently Scoots reenacts TV shows with his roommate. We do need to talk about this. I mean, this, yes. we, have like, we have like 30 unread texts right you know, now, but we do need to talk about this. We read that while we were off the air. And we spent like 30 minutes just making fun of it in the studio. Somebody texted him. We saw it while we were, before we could get on the air. Somebody yeah. texted in and just, it was like a pat. It was like, he's like, the, the funniest thing about Scoots and his roommate reenacting movie scenes. And you and I were like, well, hold on. It's a television show. Television show. It's reenacting TV shows. <laughs> I have to know more about this. Like, if they do, which one's Laverne and which one's Shirley? Like, do they do? I, mean, which, I don't want to know what shows they're doing. I just picture Scoots. My name is my name. <laughs> yeah, Tell them Scoots steps to Omar, any mother out there. Put my name in the street. You step to Scoots. <laughs> Where's the boy at, Scoots? You look good, Scoots. Yeah, you look good. Thanks, Where the bleep is Scooter? Where is Dingus? They're only doing the wire in our, in our, in our scenario. Uh, yeah, we did cut through a lot of wire yesterday. Hi, my name's Scooter Dingus. Like other HBO movies here. My name's Scooter Dingus. Could I be wearing any more clothes? <laughs> oh, wow, we did. <laughs> this is what him and his roommate are doing on like a Wednesday night. That's the way that I took that text. No, Scoot, not that there's anything wrong with it. God, we should have. This is what I, I could have used Scoots here this week. Because we would have spent an entire show talking about talking this. TV. I wonder how true it is. Like, does he, I thought he had cable. Like, why would you do that if you didn't have cable? Why would you do it even plus, if you didn't I, have Plus, also, the thing that worries me is I do know Scoots does have a love for some reality television, like Dancing with the Stars and stuff like that. Are they just reenacting like... So are they like doing reenacting Dancing the with the Hills? The Masked Singer. <laughs> They're over there just playing. Real Housewives. <laughs> Flavor of Love. <laughs> we need answers. I choose Scoots. <laughs> <laughs> Is, do we know his roommates? Uh, no, I have no idea. So just, we keep referencing Scoots in this. We don't know. Like Christopher. I've never, you know, honestly, I've never even met him. I don't know if he has a, I, I'm assuming he does exist. This isn't just like a made up person that, that Justin's just like told us about. Jonathan, who gets your last rose? It's like, it's Scoots is playing all of the different women. <laughs> he goes in the room, puts on a wig. Comes Courtney S. <laughs> I, I've got to know more about this. I, I kind of do, too, a little bit. I've got to know. All right, we got to take our last break. When we come back, <laughs> you guys have a lot of text out here. We'll try to get to as many as we can uh, on the Thornton Sucks line. We'll wrap up the show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X.
Chuck took a minute to open his eyes. And final segment here of he my took a peep into Thursday the back edition. of the house and found himself. All right, we gotta do this quick surprise. because we got. I want to get to as many of the texts as we can as possible, but I do also want to play Mark Ivey, this clip from uh, from Tyler Griever at WHAS, because I think it's good for for football. We haven't had enough spring football excitement on the show recently. I sent it to you, TK. It's in the, uh, the Big X DMs there. But Mark Ivey is the one like big holdover from the Scott Satterfield era. He coached the team. He coached the defense through the bowl game. I uh, was super excited, and he talked about kind of the differences between Jeff Brom being here and Scott Satterfield being here. And I thought this was, this got me fired up listening to. So here, this is Mark Ivey talking to reporters after spring practice uh, yesterday. I've known him since 1991, but I'll tell you this, and it's, uh, it's been cool to see because we had some good things that happened, some good things going on, but there's no comparison to what's going on right now. The energy, the enthusiasm, uh, not just in the building, that's easy and evident, but in the city. You know, to be around uh, seeing what's going on in, in the friendly confines of Louisville, knowing that uh, the, the Brom family is back home, uh, Coach Brom, Jeff Brom being at the head of it. It's just exciting knowing what everybody's input, thoughts, and enthusiasm are because it's a different feel even when I walk my dog around the block. So, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of neat. I see Jody up there walking sometimes, so I'm sure he senses that too. But it is really good, and I'm glad I get to be a part of that. I appreciate Coach Brom uh, allowing me an opportunity to stick with these kids because some great kids here. Love these players. Uh, they're, they're, they're some great human beings. Good football players, too, but some great people. Uh, so I'm, I'm really ecstatic to be able to be a part of that, stick around, and, and keep seeing it grow. Well, it was great because I was hoping to get a job. So, I, you know, I, it didn't bother me at all. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I try to relate to all the players as best I can. The whole, the whole clip is good. But I, the, the first part there was what I really wanted to hear because, again, this is a guy, Mark Ivey, who didn't just come here for a couple of seasons to coach under Scott Satterfield. Like he said, He's known Satterfield since 1991. He's coached with him at, at multiple programs. He came here because of Scott Satterfield, and yet here he is being like, I love Scott. The, pro, the vibe around the program feels different. The excitement around the school feels different. The excitement around the city feels different. There's a large vote of confidence from somebody who has been here for, like, really the only guy besides Pete Nocta who's been here for the last four years and also these, these last uh, you know, six months or so with Jeff Brom running the program, I guess four months or so, with Jeff Brom running the program. I loved hearing that, and I'd I'd run through the uh, the gates of hell for Mark Ivey. He's awesome. He's great. Yeah, well, anyway, with that voice, I would too. But yeah, I know. Just, I mean. He's great. You hear him talking, you're like defensive coordinator. I mean, oh, yeah. This is a, this, yeah, this, this is a guy that like just eats meat with a fork only. Like, he, <laughs> he doesn't even use a knife on his steak. He just eats it just right just right with the hand. Um, I mean, but I, I get I mean, I've talked about I mean, the, the excitement too, that this is – I mean, me personally, I mean, this is like, I'm like going into like Teddy's junior year kind of excitement. I mean, I mean, to match it with like a, a new coach type of excitement. I mean, I didn't have this excitement sure as hell for Satterfield, no offense. Um, I didn't have it really Petrino 2.0. Um, I didn't have it for Petrino 1.0 because I just didn't know I maybe enough about him at the time. You've basically never been this excited before. I mean, maybe Charlie Strong, maybe. I mean, I was kind of excited for Strom, but honestly, I kind of wanted Kevin Sumlin more, which, thank God, I didn't make that higher. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. But Strom was like second on my wish list. It was Sumlin was one. Um, I guess this is an offensive guy over defensive guys, maybe. Yeah, this is the most, I mean, yeah, I can't think, I mean, easily. It, I don't go, I mean, compared to even to basketball, maybe. I mean, Patino coming in in 2001, I mean, 
I mean, it is up there. I mean, where would you rank it in terms of the excitement you have going into the season because Braum is now back home? I mean, I'm excited. I mean, it's in your top. Is it got to be in your top five of Louisville excitements going into a season of any sport? I don't know about that. Like, like where would it rank in it? any sport? No. Yeah. I mean, I mean in, I, in college, Louisville wise. I mean, going into like, you you forget because of the way it turned out. I remember going into '05, our first year in the Big East. We were being written about as this like dark horse national title contender. That was super exciting. 06, certainly we were talked about as a, a national title contender. I would say going into Lamar's second season, I was super pumped in 2015, uh, 2016. Also, I mean, the season ended up not being great. I was very excited about 2017 with Lamar coming back. I, I thought that we had a chance to be insanely good. Um, Charlie, 2012, 2013, I, I know those teams were going to be really good. I mean, I think this team has a chance to be good, but we're not, we're not getting the same type of like top 15, top 20 preseason love. The no, same type of like conference champion contender, national title contender love that we were getting those years. Probably rightfully so, but I mean, I guess I'm not just thinking about just this season is 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 just in it in a nutshell, but just the 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 program's direction and where we could where we could be, or at least in my mind, where we will be heading. And that just, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, I mean, I'm makes, pumped. I'm make, yeah, that makes my my pants get a lot tighter. I'll tell you, I can tell you that. But I think like I'll be even more excited. I love having Jeff back. I, I mean, obviously, I love the Brahms. But like, if we go, I don't know, nine and three, or God, I love us better than that this year. Then, like, all of a sudden, I start to get super, super excited about the future. Even if we go like eight and four this year, and we bring back the right talent of player, we see some see some really promising things from the right freshmen. combination of wins and that eight wins, yeah, like exactly. a win over Clemson, maybe, or a win over, you know. But like, I think you kind of, you know, you want to see it you. first, right? Like, we we all think that this is going to work out well, but we don't know. I mean, we we've thought that certain coaches were going to work out well. I mean. None of us thought we were going to go four and twenty-eight last season in basketball, but you know, you just kind of with a first-year head coach. I think you want to see it before you start getting. Yeah, too but we excited. didn't have. I don't, I don't mean speak for ourselves here. I guess there are some that would disagree, but neither of us had any kind of level of Brom coming home excitement that we did Payne coming home. Oh no, not at all. I, I'm, I'm just saying you never know what you're going to get with a first-year head coach. No, that's true, but I mean, I don't know. I guess we just had more, with more backstory with Brom to to work with to. to, to to make our excitement reasonable. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we have a bunch of texts. We're not going to get to all these. We'll do as best we can. I'll try to answer some afterwards, too, if you want. Texas says, uh, Scoot said that he gets drunk and watches live PD. And anytime there's a DUI stop, he does the sobriety test along with the show. <laughs> like on cops? Is that true? You ever, have you ever been given a sobriety test? Yes. Did you pass? I did. I did, too. Yeah. This is amazing because I was hammered. I was I had been drinking, but I wasn't that drunk. Oh, I was hammered. It's impressive. And I just remember being like, "Thank you, God, for video games and hand-eye coordination." Because <laughs> otherwise, I would I had really had no reason being put back in the car. I'm not gonna lie. Texas <laughs> says, "Yes, yeah, Scoots isn't married with kids today because he's five six. Sure, right. That's the reason." Scoots did say that last week. He said he wasn't. He was single because of his height. He said if he was five inches taller, he'd be married with kids right now. Oh, I find that BS. Maybe the acting out TV shows with your roommate is the bigger issue. <laughs> Scoot says he texted and he says he can confirm about the acting out the, <coughs> the, 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 the DUIs on that PD show. Did he say anything about being who's Chandler and who's, who's Joey and his roommates? Yeah, I want him acting out like sitcoms. How you doing? Just doing Frasier. <laughs> Niles. I want to see how I met your mother. <laughs> Our guy Samson says, um, <clears throat> Samson, I want to talk to Samson. Give him a talk to Samson. Arkansas has got more players coming to their team than Wilt Chamberlain had lovers. 
Ah, dude, that's a good old school joke. Yeah, you don't get any, you don't get me Wilt Lover references anymore. Texas says, did Trev say more than once the word cracker dial instead of crocodile? <laughs> did you not say crocodile? I didn't catch it if you did. I didn't know I did it if I did. It's <laughs> a cracker dial. Uh, oh man, I, uh, crocodile! Why would I even say crocodile to begin with? What were we talking about? I have no idea. I don't know. Crocodile, alligator. Te- Texas said you would go to hell for an assistant football coach. Weird flex, but okay. I would. That's how much I love Mark Ivy. <laughs> I think we were already in hell last year, anyway. <laughs> Texas interesting timing for AJ Johnson to leave Texas for Australia a week after they hire Frank Haith on staff. They did just announce that they're bringing Frank Haith over. Why? Bringing him in for Memphis. Because clearly, you know, if you've almost gone to the Final Four, you want to bring in the coach who brought nothing but a first-round collapse <laughs> yeah, like, to Memphis. Why? There is nothing good to, to, of hiring Frank Hayes. Now, Frank Hayes usually works out well for, like, the first year, and then it just goes completely awry. But we'll see. Texas Mostly I, involving scandal. Texas says, I just got back from Australia and did not see anyone throw a boomerang. Did you see anyone play a didgeridoo? <laughs> what? Didgeridoo. What is that? It's like that big instrument. It's like a long pipe-looking thing. What about kangaroos and koala bears? I think they're everywhere. Are they? You can't mess them down there. Texas, <laughs> the best boomerang scene in cinematic history is from Mad Max 2. The dude's fingers got sliced off. I've never seen Mad Max 2. I haven't either. I've seen Mad Max original, but oh, that's been a long time. Texas, I can't believe how good of an NBA metaphor a Price is Right game was, but it was spot on and I'm cracking up. Well done, fellas. Thank you. I don't even remember what you said. When you were talking about, like, you were playing for the 7-8, but if you lose, you get to play for the 8-9. Oh, that's right. And you're like, hold on, or or two. two. (laughs) I remember when when Mary went on Price is Right, like, when she was getting ready, like, I sent her this very long text. I know I tweeted about it, where I was, like, giving my opinion on every single game. This is, like, a thousand-word text. And I was like, like, if you miss the putt in the hole-in-one game, don't worry. It's hole-in-one or two. They shock everybody. Don't be surprised. Like, keep your game face on. And then she was like, oh, I'll try to remember this. I was like, stop bleeping around. This is my dream. I'm like, you have to stay focused here. And she ended up making it on stage. If, there, if you could be on any game show, what would you be on? Was it Price is right? right? Price is Right, probably. I'd like to be on Family Feud. That would be the one I'd want to be on. It's a fun team atmosphere. I think, I think with the right group of people, I think it'd be a lot of fun. They, uh, they came to Louisville like five or six years ago for trials. I remember. I remember. And that. I wanted to do it, and I didn't. I, I was like, I got to get my family together. But I was like, we couldn't do it. I, Back in the day, I would have loved to have been on Supermarket Sweep. Nah. Yeah. I mean, that's a fun show. But Or Shop Till You Drop. Well, I, I want. I like the one with the, uh, the, where you, the no whammy, no whammy. Press my luck. Press your luck. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, uh, Joker's Wild was always a favorite to watch on USA. Never watched that. Um. Yeah, there's some, there's some good ones. I, don't, I think neither of us want to go on Jeopardy, though, right? I'd like to go on Jeopardy, but I, I don't think I'd be good. Like, well, I have the same policy for Will Fortune too. Like, I suck at Will Fortune. I'm okay at Will Fortune. I'm not. I, I'm horrible at it. I feel like Jeopardy. I'm really hit or miss. Like one night I'll be like, damn, I I, I think I think I'd be winning this game, but I also think that I would I would just be overwhelmed by actually being there. as a kid. It moves very fast. As a kid, I loved Name That Tune. Like I would watch that show all the time, and I never got one song right. Just like I did. But like I've watched it recently, like the reboot on Fox. I don't know if it's maybe just I just know more popular music now. But I feel like it's just like name that tune is just like dumbed itself down to like as low as it can go. I didn't know it was still on. It, they like they redo they redo oh. it now. It's not very good. But like all the songs are just like some of the more obvious songs. It just I don't know. It doesn't seem as good as it used to be. Scoot says Deal or No Deal is the correct answer. I would like to go on Deal or No Deal. One who wants it doesn't to. take much skill. 
I mean, you're, you're picking numbers. Case, yeah. The only skill is like whether or not to take the deal. Do they still make that show? I think so. Because I know they do. They, they still make Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, right? I was gonna say I think it's like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, where it's 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 run as like a pop phenomenon has come to an end a long time ago, but it's still on. The, yeah, like whose line is it anyway? It doesn't have Drew Carey anymore. It's got like just some like uh, I didn't random know, comedian. I didn't know that was still on. Oh, they still make it. Yeah. Uh, Texas- Ryan Styles is the only one still on it. I think. <laughs> Texas says, so is the plan to put Flowers at the two and the guards are just going to be him and Sky? I know Flowers is a, quote, combo guard, but I don't know if that's the plan and I don't prefer it. I feel like we need two guards and Flowers maybe at the three, but then there's Mike James and Glenn, so I don't know. I mean, I'm just hoping that there is a plan at this point. Like I, I But it does kind of sound like that's possible. I also don't know, like, if the, if the two – I think Trenton Flowers is going to be a good college player. I – I think I have more tempered expectations for him in year one than a like a lot of little fans are expecting him to be a, a plug and play guy and he's just gonna light it up as a true freshman who reclassed. I'm if it comes down to him or Mike James playing the two, I'm giving the leg up to Mike James at this point. I think he's probably the better the better he's it's more likely that he starts the season as a starter at the two. But I think that Flowers can play the three. He's gonna play big minutes regardless. But I just I don't think he's gonna be maybe quite as effective right off the bat as some people think he's going to be. It's why, and look, maybe the staff just, I've been under, operating under the assumption that they know that they've got to get a big-time transfer portal guard. Maybe they don't. Maybe, maybe they No, think, they do. Maybe they think that this is going to work. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, they're not, if we do have a cannon full of NIL money, as it was put there, they need to be spending it on a Tyler Perry or a Tyler Perry type player. Cause I think that's the only way that we get to be nationally relevant next year. These kids are great. I think these kids can all be really good college players, but I'm not sure that they can be really good college players right out of the gate. We just don't see that that much anymore. In I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't look at any recruit, whether it be Umbop or flowers or whoever that I'm going to be like, Oh, this guy's the automatic. I mean, he may be, but I, I'm not until I see it. I'm not going to assume it. I'm never doing that with any recruit anymore. I think – I'm with you. I, I think Mbako is kind of the – I think he's going to be terrific wherever he goes. And he may be, but I just, I'm not going to say it until I see it. Sure. When I, I see I him on the court the mindset, and, and see sure. him playing college basketball. Now it's kind of an old man's take, but I'm an old man, so suck it. That's fine. Um, you get a text from there. Texter says – don't worry about it. Ooh. Texas says OBJ would have been the Super Bowl MVP two years ago if he didn't get hurt before the half. He was playing great. What? No, he didn't. When he had a couple catches in that game, he's overrated. Just get over it, people. He's he had one had one decent season and he's one very overrated catch. Texas, I don't know if you've already mentioned this or if it's worth mentioning, but Slater didn't mention Louisville as a competitor for Tyler Perry, and instead mentioned Bama and Florida. Well, that's great. That's that's wonderful. Thank you for that. I mentioned Slater. My mind just went to AC. It put me in a terrible Andrew Slater. <laughs> I went put me in a bad mood at the end of the. I mean, the way that it's been going. We, we do seem like we're kind of just like lumped in when they talk about schools that are, are in on him. I knew that Arkansas and Bama and Florida were seen as the, the top tier for him going into the week. I was hoping that Florida already getting another big time guard, Arkansas getting like 75 guards was going to like change that. But he is taking the visit to Bama. I kind of feel like he's going to go to Bama or, or Texas Tech. Who, Perry? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't see why Ole Miss is still kind of out of the question. Well, he, they're visiting him today. Yeah, I know. Maybe. Why are they doing a home visit where everybody else is a road? Why aren't we doing a home visit? Like, why, why aren't we, we doing, doing a visit? In why general? are we doing everything? Like, I, I unless we just, I don't know. But like, 
I, I haven't seen one person who's like, I feel like Louisville's the leader here. I feel like Louisville's got to like, like, we're always just kind of lumped in there, which leads me to believe that he's not going to come. I mean, do we, have we had a visit with, with, with Mbop yet? Mbako? Mbako. I know. I'm the blame Sean for this, by the way. Mbop. Uh, not that I know. Not that I know. I mean, we just reached out to, I mean, we're, we're just, we're just hanging our hopes on the fat, on the past relationship between him and our, one of our assistants. That hasn't even been there. Well, I mean, he's been he's been available for all of like forty eight hours, so it's happened very quickly. Hey, that window closes. Kelly Kapowski's not single for long, dude. Now, you don't get there quickly. She's dating someone else. We do have a as of five minutes ago, Tyler Perry now has has reportedly trimmed his list of schools to. I mean, these are, these are kind of like the same eight that I feel like we've seen: Alabama, Arkansas, Louisville, Ole Miss, Florida, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. I think the only change there from the the report from earlier this week where he was saying these are the schools that I'm in the most contact with is Oklahoma's gone now. So we've beaten out Oklahoma. <laughs> They're out. Yeah. Suck it, Porter Moser. Get out of here. Sooner loser. But we'll see what happens there. I mean, just please. Just come on. I, I want to get excited about it. I'll be if we get in Baco, I'm gonna be excited. But as far as like the pieces fitting well, for me to feel confident, I just we need a traditional combo scoring guard who's played at a high level in college hoops for, for the last couple of years. Texas says spot on about OBJ that catch made him. And it was those wide receiver gloves that helped. It's all the gloves. Well, I mean, everybody uses the gloves, but it didn't no, just get. him. He has special ones. Does he? Yeah. Uh, the person who went to Australia sent in a picture of a bunch of kangaroos and said, yes, I did see a bunch <laughs> of kangaroos. Sweet. Actually, it's a video. I can't watch it right now. That'd be awesome to see a kangaroo up close. That'd be cool. Texas AJ Johnson going to Australia to be closer to Ross McMaines. Maybe. <laughs> New Ze- oh, Zealand's near there, right? Yeah. The, the, the league is Australia and New Zealand. In right. New Zealand and Ireland? Yeah, they're, they're, they're right there together. So is Australia. Well, true. It's a big island, though. Yeah. Texas it's will the t- continent. Will TK go see air in the theater or wait? Air? I don't even, is that a movie? Like the air up there? <laughs> no, I don't think that's. I don't think they're putting it back in. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Uh, air's the new movie starring Ben Affleck. I'm not familiar with it. Oh, it's the it's the movie. Oh, it, the Jordan the, about movie. Jordan. I didn't know what it was called. Yeah, probably not. Only because there's like one scene in the pre, the trailer that's really gets on my nerves. What's that? Where they're like, like Magic Johnson didn't have a shoot. He had his own shoe in 1979. He signed Converse. Um, in '84, he already had his own shoes out. Maybe there it's a wink, wink joke. It's like yeah, but no, it's like they're they're acting like they're trying to be like like this sudden like them finding Jordan and putting their back. It, they're over dramatizing it, and it makes me mad because I do like Damon, I do like Affleck. But I'll probably see it. I don't think I'll see it in theaters. I won't see Texas it. Texas says, no. Trevor, you said you've only worked back games and not gone. My company has ticks for every game. Lots go unused. If you Rutherford want to uh, hit a game, you can always check at this number. They can be emailed. I, I wouldn't. I didn't bring the kids to a game, so I probably will take that text drop on there. I might take them. I wouldn't mind going to a basketball game once in a while. We'll all go together. Yeah, It'll be a family mind. affair. Now I'll tell you what movie I might go see in theaters for the first. time. I haven't been in theaters in a long time. We both discussed this. Um, Gotta go quicker. I'm thinking maybe I might go see Gardens of Galaxy three in theaters. Okay, I like that. I like the Gardens of Galaxy uh, uh, franchise. The first two I'm big fans of, and this is the third and last one installment in the trilogy. So comes out in May. I may go check that in theaters. Texas, who's going to do a remake of the Toto Classic Africa with the Kenny Payne theme? (laughs) Didn't Weezer already do that? It's going to take a lot to get Churchill away from (laughs) some other school. I was about to say, is that the that's the one that quotes the Vegemite sandwich. Or is that I come? No, from that, that, that's land down under. <laughs> land down under. He just smiled and gave me a Vegemite <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> I, think that, 
That's my buddy one time he ever had one of those. He's like, yeah, it's disgusting. Texas Magic's Converse didn't have his name on them. He wore Converse weapons, the same as Bird and half the league at the time, but he did not have his own shoe. Whatever, same difference. I don't think it is. I, I think it's the exact opposite of the same difference. He signed the Converse, yeah, like, like, right up his rookie year. Texas, I don't think TK has been bad. I'm just glad that he's back today. Okay. Okay. I, you know what? I'll, <laughs> I'll take that. that. That is like the nicest thing I've ever been asked. Oh. Well, on that note, <laughs> yeah. we'll wrap up the show. We got Louisville Bats baseball coming your way next. 635 first pitch. Bats versus In that six-game losing streak, it's Toledo, baby. Bats versus T-Town's Toledo. going down. Brandon Williamson's on the hill. Uh, he is 0-1 this season with a 6.14 ERA. But let's get it going. Who wins today? Bats, Toledo, who you got? Oh, I'm going Bats, baby. All right. The bats. mud hens are getting put in the mud. Bats win. We're both on the same board. Topped ice cream. Sucks. 635 first pitch. Cover starts right after the break with Nick Kern and company. Go Bats. Beat Toledo. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Well, now you heard another side to the story, but you want to know how it ends. If you must know the truth about the tale, go and ask the milkman.